All right, hello and welcome to Adventures in Lollygagan. We are playing Hunter the Reckoning tonight. And not only are we playing it, but we are uh, we are finishing it. At the very least, it's uh, it's going to be our season one finale is what we're calling it. We're planning to come back at some point uh, later this year, maybe. Uh, we'll see how it goes. But uh, but yeah, we're going to finish up this, this arc of our Chronicle. Your city lies in the dust. We'll figure out where this is going to end. Uh, sadly, we are down Ashley tonight, but she said that we should go on and do it. And so we are. And as Aaron pointed out, well, I think Ashley's going to survive tonight. I think that's going to work. Yeah. So uh, so we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, we um, yeah, we've this is, I think, episode 14 or 13. I think we've done 13 episodes of this. And then there's the there was that session zero we did as well. So uh, but yeah, we're all done. Uh, lots of new games coming on the channel. Uh, most recently, this past week or so, we've got two new games on the channel. We started up Blade Runner. We started up Horror on the Urn Express for Call of Cthulhu. Nice. And next month, both Steven and Aaron are going to be bringing new games to the channel as well. As uh, the next time you see our, our our Hunter crew, Aaron will switch over and he'll be in the GM seat in a couple weeks uh, on Tuesdays. Steven will get back to running some games for us as well. So lots of cool new stuff coming down the pike here in 2023. Uh, but before we get to the new stuff, we got to finish the old stuff. So why don't we go ahead and do that? And for the last time for this, uh, for this, you know, for this season, uh, why don't we introduce characters? Uh, and we'll start with uh, soon to be divorced Alvin Tao. Tell us about Alvin Tao there, Long. Yes, Alvin Tao, man in his late thirties, master at the Fist of Harmony Dojo. He's master in judo. His only desire right now is to find Seely because now he knows he's, she's missing. His only desire, huh? Only desire is to find. Actually, it'd be be like a judo master is probably number one, and then yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, that makes more <laughs> sense. We were talking beforehand how, and it's in the summary I wrote up right how you told your wife that oh I'm coming, and then you just totally didn't come when he turns out that your daughter's missing. Oh, father it's of the year right here, this guy. Yeah, yeah, you're looking at the big picture, right? You're looking at the big picture. Uh, all right, and then next up, because uh, Linda Linda Smith is not here, uh, we'll, we'll shoot down to the bottom row. Aaron, tell us about Rust. Come closer. Yes, I, I, I have to be able to see you. I want to tell you a story. Our story begins with a young boy, wailing in terror, wallowing in the blood of his family and his own tears. But in truth, he wasn't that important. We don't even know his name. He did not survive the opening chapters. Next, we see ourselves in darkness. Cold, frozen, dead darkness. Wrapped and restrained in webs of shadows and razor blades. And our screams, they are the cacophony that surrounds us. And then a light, a light takes and pulls a man out of that darkness. It's a sister and a doctor. They've saved him. But it's the sister who will make him a weapon. A weapon in her war. Yes, he will become her vengeance. But her people would not accept that, so she casts him to the street to fight his war alone. And you may be asking yourself, 
Was that Quixote Rust? Is that the weapon? But I think you should be asking yourself, perhaps, am I Quixote Rust? Or maybe even more importantly, was there ever a Quixote Rust? Or is there simply me? Well done. Well done. And then we will go over uh, having to follow that for the final time. We'll switch up the seats next time we play Hunter. So Melissa's not having to follow <laughs> that every time. Uh, but now we have Melissa. Melissa, tell us about uh, about Maria. And can you whip your glasses off? <laughs> I could, but that's just copying. And like, you got to have your own thing. You know, just got to like move them up slightly and fix your hair with them. Or something. <laughs> just throw them at the top of my head and drop them back yeah. down. Uh, so Maria's a plumber. Uh, that's what she does uh, day in and day out. Uh, she had a mentor uh, and that mentor uh, was killed and she has a sister and that sister is possibly missing. And um, she trying, we were talking before the stream about how like her ambition has to do with money. Um, and um, she has less of it than when this chronicle started. So we'll see if she finds like a bag of cash somewhere and feel like she got uh, that goal out of this chronicle. I have to put a loot in this game? What? <laughs> what are we playing? <laughs> the World of Darkness game. I'm putting loot in here. Okay. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, okay. I like how you're like, I have a sister and she might be missing. <laughs> Didn't we? Speaking of, so we're, we're trashing Alvin for a bit. So you were speaking with your locksmith friend who said mm -hmm. that your sister was ghosting mm -hmm. him or didn't respond to him. Did you mm -hmm. ever actually call your sister immediately mm -hmm. afterwards? To, exactly. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> maybe, maybe you lay off Alvin a little bit. Just saying. That's saying. what might be is the key word there. Yeah. The only person who we can really say is a good family man, I would, I would imagine, is the Reverend Wood because he went to great lengths to help his family. So, I so did. Steven, I sent my kids away on a helicopter absolutely it's a shame it's a shame <laughs> all right i am the reverend dr solomon wood and i'm here to tell you that there's no greater weapon against this world of darkness than to have faith in the lord above the scripture has long prophesied the end of times that have since arrived as it was written your dead will live, their bodies will rise, that those who dwell in the dust wake up and shout, for the earth will give birth to her dead. The earth will disclose the bloodshed on it, and the earth will conceal its slain no longer. Isaiah 26, verses 19 through 21. As a good shepherd, I cannot and I will not stand idly by while the wolves prey upon my flock. Well done. Well done. However, we haven't actually been doing any werewolves. It's been a vampire story. I'm not sure if you really. It's metaphorical. The Bible is <laughs> oh, all about oh. shepherds and wolves. Oh. Do you not like it when someone immediately kind of trashes you? your references to verses? And such? Oh, I, sucks, it? I have put in so many verses about dust for you. All right. I know. I do. All right. Uh, so, I love you, Jeff. Oh, buddy. Feelings mutual. Um, okay. So let's, uh, let's dive in. Okay. I'm very excited. I don't know how long tonight's going to go. We'll see. Uh, I, I do have a, a couple small little surprises left. We'll see if we get to them. Uh, if not, we'll just, we'll just play it as it is. Like I told everyone 
before we start, just play it as it is. We don't have to worry about forcing anything. Just play it as it is because this is a season finale. And if, you know, some people pass, it's fine. Everyone survives. I'm fine with that, too. We'll see what happens. Uh, so last session, let's get into the summary. Last session began while you all were speeding away from Club Fervor. Uh, you stopped at Linda's place so that you could get Reverend's injuries looked at because he he had, if you recall, had gotten attacked in the neck by the vampire within the club. Uh, and although you weren't followed, like you didn't see that you were being followed, there was this weird moment, I think, where Alvin and Maria maybe heard some crunching and cracking of glass uh, from the junk piles in the back of Linda's yard. Alvin, you headed home eventually, and you found that the couch was waiting for you again. Uh, in the morning, most of you, I think, met at the Desert Ridge United Methodist Church, uh, something like that. But Linda, I think, was working on grenades at the time. But while at Desert Ridge, I think, Alvin, you started to use their networks and you researched some stuff about Dr. Wendell Drebin. You discovered a bunch of things, actually. You found a very, you found evidence, like, you, it's just like the first thread of what likely would take a long time of forensic analysis but this network of like businesses and shell corporations, all that seem to have this weird weaving together of a variety of companies that you've stumbled across and all kind of linking back to this multinational firm, TDG, you've seen before. Uh, you also learned that that uh, that Drebin was the board of a pharmaceutical conglomerate here in Phoenix called Pavexa and that they own a new, scra- a new skyscraper downtown that was half commercial, half residential. And you found an article that showed Drebin uh, on the balcony of his home. And so you actually found out where he lives, which is a penthouse in that building. Uh, meanwhile, the Reverend's wife, Sarah, never came in for work. Shocker. Uh, and uh, most of the cell got, we got kind of a little nervous at this point as uh, you converge on, on the Reverend's home. And they discovered that someone had disabled the security system, left slashes of blood on his, on his children's neighboring homes, and there are signs possibly of abduction. There's also a Bible that was left on the Reverend's dining table, open to a passage that was espousing the virtues of IFRI justice. Uh, and while checking in with Sister LeBlanc, Rust actually learned that her church had been attacked uh, and that there was a Sister Selena that got brutally killed, uh, caught in the crossfire in some way. Uh, it took some doing, but eventually the Reverend, you, you convinced your children to hop onto the helicopter, as you said. And I think you said it, you, you sent them out to California, if I recall, for their safety. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and then you all decided to head to the Pavexa building downtown and you were going right for Drebin because uh, you believed him to be b- kind of behind all of this, right? You found schematics for the building. Maria, you consulted your locksmith friend as we talked about and learned that he installed, his company installed the electronic locks in the building and he gave you this, uh, this ac- a way to access the maintenance mode of these locks to kind of bypass them and get in. Um when you, but he also kind of hinted at the fact that Evie kind of disappeared on him and hasn't been responding, which is weird because they had plans and that's not really like your sister. Uh, Alvin, you received a frantic call from your wife, Lucia, who said that your daughter, Celie, never returned home. Uh, you promised to come help, but instead of actually going and helping, you went with the cell to the Pavexa building. Like I said, big picture, eyes on the prize, you kind of know what's up. Uh, you all managed to convince the building manager to let you use the freight elevators after hours. It's like evening time is when we're when we're at right now. And uh, you kind of pretended to do the, like furniture delivery. You got up to the, the top floor. It was quiet. It was empty. And that trick Maria learned on the locks worked just fine. You got into Drebin's home and discovered that it was a mess. There were dead locker room agents on the ground, signs that something had fed on their necks. 
Uh, and in a refrigerator in the kitchen, Kyoto, you got the this weird kind of supernatural tingling, <laughs> that sense that you tap into from time to time. And you find these like these these samples, these like uh, like some kind of sampling uh, in these little vials and such that were giving off those particular vibes. You started sh- searching the apartment for any signs of life. And as you were doing so, this camouflaged entrance to a panic room opened up. And there you saw Dr. Wendell Drebin in his disheveled state, kind of on edge. And he had like a shotgun at his side and he does not look great. And we're going to pick up uh, right there, I think. Let's go right there. So you all see door opens. There's a little bit of light coming from behind. It's very dark in his in his uh, apartment. Uh, the lights aren't really on, and it's getting dark outside. So you can see the last little rays of of, uh, of sunset. The door opens up, and he looks at you. Yeah. He's got this this look on his face, wide eyes, like his hair is disheveled. Uh, it looks like he's been sweating for days, uh, and he's just, it's you. You had to do it, didn't you? You had to do it, didn't you? This is your fault. And he's like looking at the four of you. He's got the shotguns, but he's not quite brandishing it. Like he's not like aiming it at you guys. He just looks like a guy who's exhausted. You don't know what you've done. You don't know what you've done. You were warned to leave our city. (laughs) Your city. (laughs) your city this isn't your city this isn't my city I told you I worked for people and I told you they're capable of things and you pissed them off he's kind of just staring at you you pissed them off you killed off one of theirs they don't take that lying down she made the mistake of attacking the reverend. I won't tolerate that. He's a man gonna, of God. I'm going to walk up to Drebin just nose to nose. Where is she? <laughs> she on a pile of dust in a club downtown as far as I know. <laughs> Where is my wife? He kind of looks at you and he's like, a quizzical look on his face. And then a little grin. <laughs> I told you I told you they took her I don't know man she's probably dead already he just kind of like leans against the leans against the 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 door frame I want to try to grab the shotgun out of his hands like not Uh, yeah contested yeah I I don't want to like Obviously, it, it is aggressive, but I'm not, like, trying to, like, threaten him with it. Okay. I just want to angrily, like, intimidate, I guess. But, yeah, contested. You're not uh, trying to threaten athletics. You're just trying to angrily intimidate him. Fine line. what I'm saying. Fine line. So, dexterity athletics sounds fine. Uh, let me go ahead and roll contested. I'll give you a difficulty in a second. Uh, yeah, let's just make it three. Uh, uh, let me pull out how much willpower I have. I don't think I have much. Okay. Um, I'm going to spend one to re-roll. Also, start of the session, don't forget to do your little heals if you haven't done that already. 
Okay, the reroll saved me three. Three? Okay, yeah, you do manage to snatch it out of his hand. It's a little bit of a go. Like, he 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 holds onto it for a second, and he's, like, kind of struggling with you, but eventually, like, his hand slips. You can tell he's, again, he's, he's sweating, like, something fierce. You can you can tell that there hasn't really been air. Like, as you're, now that you're looking around, there's not a whole lot of air in here. And it kind of slips out of his hand. <laughs> and he just kind of, at that point, he just starts cackling, and he does the classic slide down the side of the of the door frame and plops down right there. <laughs> Go ahead. It'll be Where easier they coming from you than what's coming from them. So they did this to your men. <laughs> yeah. These are the last of them. He kind of just looks around. Yeah. These are the ones these, and he kind of looks, these were loyal to me, I guess. The rest of them. I don't know. <laughs> and he's just cackling. Cackling so, the man who's like a kind of a broken man. Maria was sort of awkward because Maria was about to like kind of arm bar him against the wall when the <laughs> Reverend Doctor grabbed the gun and then he slid down the wall. And so there's sort of an awkward like she goes to lean forward and then he's like not there anymore. <laughs> and so she kind of like goes down um, and kind of grabs him, you know, kind of by the shirt and sort of like picks him back up again against the wall. And it's just like, cut the shit. Where did they take them? It's not just his wife. I don't know. I don't well, know what they do. use your brain. Where do you think they might be? There's a pay grade and that's well above mine. So what yours. do you know? <laughs> I know that this isn't your city. I know that this isn't mine. And I know that we're all just dead men walking. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with dying for the right cause. So if you don't know who has them, and you're saying you're a low man on the totem pole, who is the next up on the totem pole and where are they? Tell you what, roll, um, roll persuasion, uh, and then, you know, manipulation probably. All right, this is a strong suit for me. Zero <laughs> pips and persuasion, <laughs> one dot and manipulation. Is there any benefit to? <laughs> I mean, you could. You, if, if other people want to chime in, that's fine too. Uh, and then somebody else can roll it. I'm kind. Of, I'm, I'm okay with that. I have five pips. That would be better. Between manipulation and persuasion. So what do you what do you I say? I have Maria? eight from charisma or I'm sorry, five from manipulation persuasion. So yeah, go ahead, Maria. So if whoever wants to lead it, go ahead and just say what you would say. And then okay. we'll we'll sort out the dice pool in a sec. I, I would say I'm probably kind of just I'm the one in his face. So like Rust is kind of saying the things that I'm just like kind of like loudly repeating them at him. Like, okay, there's steps between you and the top. So what's who's the next one? What's the next up? This little lost your mind thing is kind of getting a little uh, tiresome. All right. Go ahead and say difficulty three. Uh, six or higher, right? Six or higher. Yeah. Double tens. Is a a no. Uh, seven to seven and a six. Um, seven, seven, six is two lower ones. So yeah, yeah. three Got successes. It. You're good. That's all you need. And he just, 
It doesn't work like that. It's not a straight line. They've got... I don't know. They've got threads everywhere. They've got... Their hands and everything, pharmaceuticals, real estate, securities. It's old money, it's new money. They're all over. They, uh, they got a way of leveraging you know, what you care about to get you to do what, whatever it is they want. But if you're looking for who's next up, I mean, you killed her, right? That was you. That was me. I, yes, that was me. You know, they, they got, uh, they got this perverted family dynamic, you know, children, child and sire. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to probably, you're going to probably want whoever made her. They don't take these things lightly. Well, who was the leech's sire then? I I, I only seen him once or twice. Yeah. And at that point, you guys are starting to see, as he's like thinking, seeing the the power flicker, like it's starting to flicker on. You're seeing the lights kind of start flickering on. You're seeing like all like the suddenly the, the AC, the HVAC starts to kick back in. You hear the refrigerator start going as it hums back in, as if the power is kind of coming back. And he says, uh, I mean, Chris Damata was the one you killed. I seen, uh, I seen another one of them time to time at the club. Um, Korean guy. Yeah. Dress is real nice. Businessman. I, uh... <laughs> I imagine you're not really going to have to look far. And as the like, lights continue to flicker on, you guys hear the TV suddenly come on. And you hear, like, classic static. And then, like, his eyes just kind of go to the TV. He's just like, yep. They got a way of finding you. You think you're, you think you're, you're free and clear. You think you're, you you got no connections. You think you're just, it's just you. And then they, they find it is just me, just me and vengeance. (laughs) This guy kind of looks over at you, Maria. It's like this guy for real. Yeah, he he is actually. Uh, What do they have on you? Just wondering. He's like, kind of throws his hands up because he just doesn't care. And he got my sister. He got me out of college. I, I was doing, it was dumb luck, really. I just stumbled on something that they wanted and they brought me in. I got the patents. I got the money. I got the credit. And then. And then they started giving me, they started giving me some weird things. I didn't even know who was really funding the research for a while. I didn't know. I just thought it was deep pockets. You know, it's pharmacology. 
And then they gave me these samples. I ain't never seen anything like it. Nothing like it before. It's the regenerative power. Something strange about it, you know? The same samples you've got in your refrigerator? Yeah, some of them, yeah. They're not natural. I didn't make them. I don't know. You're not natural. What are you? (laughs) What do you mean I'm not natural? Natural. I'm just a guy. Just a guy. Maybe you were just a guy, but if he says you're not natural, something's changed. Using your own stuff? Well, I mean, that's the thing, right? You know, they wanted us to figure out a way can... Can we make something out of it, you know? Temporary. There was a... Wanted us to make uh, synthetic supplements. Enhance natural abilities. Better regeneration. Better speed. Better sight. Find a way to take what those creatures had and... Put it in a bottle and sell it on a... I guess. Or maybe it was just for themselves. I don't really know. I don't really know. And then there's the sunlight issue, too. They wanted a way around that. You know, that's how I started. <laughs> Can you believe it? I was, I worked for a dermatology company. That's how I got into this. Now, you hear like the, you hear like the, from the TV in the room, like this, the, the bedroom that you're in, because the panic room's connected to the bedroom, it starts to flicker in, and you see, you're starting to see like a signal is sort of like trying to punch through. Yeah, anyway, but yeah, they got her, they got my sister, she doesn't know, as far as she knows, she's living a blessed life, painting away, and I don't know where she's at now, Paris maybe, I don't know, yeah, yeah, they're gonna find, don't worry, I'm sure they'll find you, and it's at that point, you see like, the, like that classic, different colored lines pop up on the TV at this point. Like the black, the red, the magenta, the green. You can see like a signal is kind of coming through. Kind of flickers in for a second. And then you see what looks like uh, basically like a like a, like a grainy looking video and then it kind of clears up a bit. And then eventually you see a man on the screen. And Drebin looks over and he's like, well, speak of the devil. <laughs> he kind of looks up at you. Reverend, <laughs> there you go. There you go right there. And this guy is like a Korean man. He's got like his hair sort of slicked back, very pale. You can see he's got um, kind of dark black hair, a little streak. You think of, you know, the, the like white kind of going through it. He's got this fancy looking kind of blue gray suit, blue gray shirt, thin red tie. And he's just typing and typing and typing. And uh, and he says, as you kind of hear it coming through the surround sound, good, you're all there. One moment. And you hear like the sound of like a, a keyboard. Click, 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 click. And you start seeing these little other screens start to pop up, like a zoom window, basically. Boom, 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 popping up on the bottom. Uh, you see like same kind of things happening and they're all kind of filtering in. And one at a time, the screens kind of start to get a little bit clearer. And Reverend, you see in one of them, 
Sarah. She is sitting on a pretty much a disgustingly upholstered flowery couch. She seems okay. She's got a, a, a looks like a book in her in her lap, and she's just kind of flipping through it and reading. Uh, Maria, you see a conference room. I mean, all of you see this, of course, but this is mm-hmm. what you would probably focus in on. Um, Maria, you see a, a conference room. Uh, it's not a very fancy looking one, actually. It looks kind of a sort of a humdrum, pretty, pretty boring looking. Uh, and Evie is there kind of working with a couple folks. Like they're at like this big table. There's papers all over the place. A couple laptops are up. She's at work. Uh, Alvin, you see Seely in a playroom. Toys everywhere on the ground, and there is an unknown woman. You can't see her face. The woman's back is to the camera, but you do see Celie's face. Is sitting there like on the ground playing with her. Uh, there is a, a feed. Uh, did you notice that Linda is kind of zooming in on a bit uh, where it looks like there's a, a kind of a man in probably his you know, mid-50s or so uh, at work? And then you also see uh, another one. Another camera com- comes up on the screen, and there is a woman... You would probably peg her in her 30s or so. And uh, like she's got this easel set up. There's canvas all over. Uh, and then like as as that screen comes on, uh, you hear Rebecca. And he kind of like starts crawling across on the ground. And he kind of looks up at the at the screen. Um, you guys doing anything? I would like to grab Drebin before he crawls too far away. Okay, uh, yeah, just, he gets a couple like, steps, and then you just kind of grab yeah. him. I, yeah. I still want to keep him down, but I'll grab him by the collar and just kind of pull him back firmly. Rebecca? And you could tell, by the way, like, as you reach and kind of grab him, like, there's a bit of a wince, and you can see, like, on his shoulder, now that you've grabbed him, there's blood kind of on his back. He's, he suffered some kind of wound, it looks like. Is there a point to all of this? So the the voice pops up, or you see that I said the the face pops up. You hear the typing, 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 and then like the face comes back up, uh, and you can see the the man is kind of just looking forward right into the camera, uh, and he just says, "Deliver before midnight the murder of my child, along with the failure who fled the scene and left her to die. A vehicle is waiting for you downstairs. That is all." You let all of them go, and I'll bring this coward with me, and you and I can have a talk. I'm the one that killed your child. Uh, you guys watch on the screen as he, like, as he kind of grins a little bit, and you can see like the tiny bit, the edge of the fangs, no, no uncertainty, and you can hear the clacking of a type of a keyboard. And then a seconds later, he watches a shadow appears in the image or in the video feed of the woman who's painting. Uh, and you watch as like the shadow just moves like inhuman speed, grabs the painter and throws her out the window. And then he looks back directly at the camera and he says, almost repeating it verbatim, deliver before midnight the murderer. My child, along with the failure who fled the scene, left her to die. A vehicle is waiting for you downstairs. And what time is it? I'll be there. 
Uh, so I would put it at like between seven and eight, probably. You guys got here around sunset. So sunset this time of year for Arizona, it's pretty late. So it's probably closing in on 7.30, 8 o'clock. Got a couple hours. We'll see you soon then. Maria wants to look around for like a camera or something in that room. Sure. Uh, do you want to just like look like with your eyes or are you actively searching? I'm just looking around um, quickly just to I want okay. to chuck something at it. Uh, awareness, wits, uh, difficulty is actually going to be kind of high with this one. Uh, hard, this is going to be a hard one just because mm-hmm. if you're not actively moving around, you're just yeah, peeking fine. five. Um, uh, it's a seven and eight and a 10. Okay. That's three so successes. That's just three. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any, um, do you have any other die? Uh, I don't think I want to spend a willpower for this. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, anyone else doing anything? Coyote would be taking a picture of this guy, but he broke his last phone. So, <laughs> darn it, <laughs> comes back to bite you. So he's not talking. Like, is a direct line of communication through this TV? He's looking as if as if he's on a Zoom call, right? Like you're basically looking at the top part is like a big screen with his face. He's staring directly into the camera, except when he kind of turns his head off to the side and starts typing. Uh, and then the bottom of the screen has these smaller windows that has each of your individual, like each of the individual like situations. There's nothing specifically for Rust, in, but you do notice the rest. And and as like Rebecca gets thrown out the window, Reverend, you feel like he flattens to the ground, like Reverend just flattens to the ground. Rust just Rust looks down at Reverend. He's like, "That's what you get." When you get into bed with monsters. <laughs> Maria just he looks, looks up. He looks Calvin. up at you and he's like, is that what's going to happen to them then? You don't even know what you are. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, I'm a weapon in the war against your kind. <laughs> You're a monster. It's not my kind. I'm as human as it comes. That's not to say the same thing about you now, is it? You know what you are. I know what you come from. You think they I don't have files on you? I he's injured and just <laughs> kind of press in as he's talking. <sighs> how long will you speak these things and how long shall the words of your mouth be like a strong wind? Job 8 verse 2. <sighs> strong grip, father. <sighs> <laughs> You're a little quiet now, Stephen. By the way, oh, a little sorry. quiet on me. All right, what are you guys doing? Dread Russ turns, goes over to that refrigerator. He's going to take the samples out with him. He's like, "Well, it looks like we've got a ride waiting for us." I'm interested in if he knows what ripped through here, like squatting by his lockroom agents. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Drebin kind of looks up, kind of rolling over. He's like pain. Like there's smears of blood now or like his, like this wound on the back, which you can tell is some kind of claw, uh, or like slash, like you're not exactly sure what it is. 
And yeah, he just says, ghouls. That's what they call them. Ghouls. They, uh, <laughs> it's kind of my fault. It made them a little stronger than they probably would have been otherwise. Yeah. Where they know? I don't know. I don't know. They probably left. Maybe they're down the hall. Maybe they're knocking on the door. Maybe they're they're waiting wherever it is they're gonna take us. What does it matter? And they so Maria's like, gonna kind of go up to him and just be like, "They just killed your sister, and what are you gonna do about it?" What am I going to do about it? I mean, we're going to try to do things. So what are you going to try to do? What am I going to do about it? You don't understand the reach these people have. You don't understand. And if I did understand, what would that change? What would I do if I did understand? You would get in line. Sit on the floor? You would get in line is what you would do. Get in line and do what? Sell out like you did? Sell out? <laughs> Sell out? I haven't seen my sister in person in 20 years. 20 years. I get little videos like this from time to time. I get little updates. She thinks I'm dead. <laughs> well, unfortunately for you, you'll never see her again. It looked like she lived a virtuous life, and we all know you're going to hell. You're coming with me, freak. I know what you are. There's always <laughs> casualties in war. <laughs> he looks at he looks at the rest of you. You're gonna roll around with this thing. It ain't human blood that flows through his veins. You seen what he can do? You think he's human? You think he's human? Hypocrites. You're all hypocrites. Just got Get down that back. car. Okay. And I'll give I'll give all the samples to Linda and be like, Linda, we'll get your friend out if we can, but you've got to get these set this samples to to Sister LeBlanc. She needs to know what's going on. You need to describe this Korean vampire to her. If we don't make it, there's got to be a last line of defense. You see her, she just kind of like nods, nods. Like she's like hands kind of shaking a bit. She looks back over to the screen and the guy hasn't like ended the call. He's just sort of still sitting there staring impassively straight ahead at the screen. And you see all the other images and, uh, she takes him, she nods, she nods, and she nods. And yeah, and she'll you know, she'll get going. And she'll do it. Tell the sister I'm sorry. And like she gets to the door and then she stops and she turns around and she says, his name is Ed. Uh, we're kind of a, I don't, I don't know. He doesn't care that I look like this. And she kind of like shrugs her shoulders and she goes out the door. Uh, so seeing that the guy is just still there watching, um, 
Maria wants to kind of relocate us. Like, does it look like there's somewhere in the apartment that we would be able to like have a conversation that's not? Yeah, you go into the other room. So you're this is the bedroom you guys have been in. Uh, and so you step out into the uh, like the kind of like the, the living area and you hear the flickering of a television as that starts to come on. And you can see the same screen kind of comes up there. But there's other rooms without televisions and things like that. Um, plus, you could just leave and go in the hallway. I'd like to go to the fuse box. I'll ask Drebin where it is. And I just want to turn off all the fuses to the apartment. He just uh, he holds up his good arm, the one that you're not uh, wounding, and he points to a closet. So you go in a closet. I'm taking him with me, too, the whole time. Okay. Just pulling him by the collar. Okay. You... uh you pull him you pull him in uh into the closet the two of you are in there and as you guys get inside and it's just the two of you and he says he says you know reverend uh that guy you got with you he ain't uh, <laughs> he ain't what you think he is you know what he's got in him you know what he's got in him right Do you want me to show you oh, what I'm he did sorry. to one of my you guys? Think I would have a conversation with you. We're not here to chit chat. <sighs> okay. So he points to the he points to the fuse box. Turn off every fuse. Okay. You turn around and he will try to stab you in the back with a knife that he has in his uh in his pocket. Uh so go ahead. Uh, and I'm going to say you can do this with um, obviously with like it's going to be it's going to be contested, but like it's going to be higher difficulty for you. Uh, all right. So roll uh, roll strength brawl uh, and then you can roll that with a difficulty because you you turned your back. You're flipping all the switches. You've been a dick to him. Uh, roll this with a difficulty of five. All right, I got five pips, so what can go wrong? <laughs> uh, that is a crit, but only those two successes. What does that mean? Uh, that means you failed. Only the, does that mean I got a four? Yeah, you failed, though. You could, so, you could spend willpower to re-roll three dice. That's true. I could, but I'm running low on willpower. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. You're not going to need that where you guys are going. Did you clear uh, your uh, superficial willpower at the beginning of the session equal to your... Uh, Computer? Yeah, but I had some uh, aggravated yeah. Oh, yeah. will yeah. that kind of limits me. Oh, so I've only got two shame. points left because I already pushed earlier. Oh, yeah. Might like to keep that for the big fight. <laughs> You're going to take I the mean, hit? this is be him being stabbed. So there is that. Uh, <laughs> sure. Okay. You guys are making me overthink it. Like, how bad can it's it be being stabbed, right? It's ag- aggravated damage. It it's aggravated pretty bad. damage for the knife. Yeah, it could be really bad. All right. All right. Oops, I'll, I'll, I'll do the willpower. Uh, only three dice. I only need one more success then. Yeah. Uh oh, two more. Okay. So you feel like you you hear him kind of like grumble under his breath. And you turn around just in time as you see him trying to just with this sort of an awkward lunge as he's trying to take what just looks like a basic steak knife that he might, you know, like from from the kitchen. And he's just trying to thrust it into your back. And you manage to just kind of sidestep at the last second. You grab his wrist as it, you know, reaches forward and the knife just kind of digs deep into the uh, 
the junction box. Is it electrocuted? Uh, I don't know. Let's find out. But yeah, it gives him a little box. bit of a shock. You, it's not gonna like kill him or anything. But you see, like you yeah, see yeah. a shock go through him for sure. But what do you do? Uh, I want to hit him with the butt of the shotgun. Uh, yeah, go right ahead. Uh, so well, actually, it's a new melee? round. It's technically a new round, so it's it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be contested again. But it won't be difficulty of five this time. It'll be a difficulty of three. Um, melee strength. Yeah. Uh, melee brawl. Well, actually, no. Wait. Uh, yeah, it's melee because it's the because it's the shotgun. Because I'm it's using strength. a weapon, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, ooh, that's another crit with two more successes. Two crits in a row. Uh, okay. So what's the total total successes or what? No. Uh, six. Crit becomes four plus two more six. Okay, so that'll be, and you're using the butt. So we'll call that something like a. Um, I don't know, like a like a baseball bat or a baton or something like that. It'll be um, we'll give it like a maybe a plus one or something. I don't know. Um, so, if I can, I don't know how like non lethal works. I don't want to kill him. I just want to. Yeah, put we him could back say no. Ground. I mean, if if you're not intending to kill him, we can call it superficial damage. It's fine. Um, cool. Okay, so it's difference plus one. We'll say what's the di- what was the difference? I'm sorry. What was your total success? Six. Uh, six. six minus three. So it's three plus one, so four points of superficial damage. <laughs> okay, you just kind of smash him right in the temple uh, with your uh, with the butt of your shotgun. You see his eye just kind of almost collapse in a little bit. Blood kind of splurts out, and he goes down gr- down to the ground. He's completely knocked out. He's not dead, uh, but he just feels, he's he's buried. He filled up his bar. <laughs> You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons, too. You cannot have a part in both the Lord's table and the table of demons. First Corinthians 10, verse 21. You will not tempt me. You will not strike me. You okay back there, Rev? Just fine. You hear, as he's on the ground, like rolling. You're the one consorting with demons, father. And then he kind of like kinks off and gets knocked out. Rag him out of the closet now that the power's off. Yeah, you flip the power off, and then, yeah, all of the interface kind of, all the interfaces go out. You don't see the TV screens anymore. The image isn't there. All the lights go back out. It gets very dark instantly. The, you know, all the humming of the HVAC and the and the refrigerator, all that kind of stuff. All the power goes up. I, th- I thought we were going to have a conversation about what we're doing with him. I guess you uh, took the initiative yourself there. It was his choice. We've got to take if him with ha- us anyway. That the vampire wants him. If we're going to have any hope of getting your people back before we go toe to toe with that guy, we need to play ball a little bit. So we're, we're getting in their car and going wherever they take us. That's, that's the plan. Rust and I are. Well, I'm not they gonna... want the two of us. He said the one who killed her, the one who attempted to kill her and fled the scene. I attempted to kill her. He meant Dribben. He meant Dribben. Yeah. He meant Dribben. He was he the guy care. who ran. He didn't care about you, Reverend. You. What the hell? I, I stabbed <laughs> her with a sword. You did like jack to her. To I want to turn the power back on and have a talk with this guy. <laughs> now listen, I'm a threat too. Come on. <laughs> and what are Alvin and I supposed to do? Just sit around here and play Scrabble? No, you got. You need to follow us discreetly. 
use the drone to keep your eyes on it, stay back far enough that you don't get picked up tailing us. But make sure you get to where we're going too, because you're going to have to find your loved ones. We need to we need to hit him hard and fast. I don't think he's going to go down as easy as his child did. He works remotely. The odds of you seeing him face to face are very slim. Yeah. I don't know what our options are otherwise. I mean, I doubt he's even in the state. We're all going to be casualties in this war eventually, whether you're innocent or not. But I'm assuming you don't want to let your loved ones fall in this war just yet. Of course not. Can't give them away you either. One of our greatest warriors. But we'll fall behind tightly. Which car did we take over here? Was it? Ah, it's a good question. Uh, Because we pretended to be workers. We Mm -hmm. rented a van. That's right. And I did also last session say that I was calling my personal driver, Mm -hmm. uh, whose name is Benjamin Grafton. Uh, and he drives uh, the Benz. Uh, it, it's a pun because they're both Benz. Yeah. And uh, that's an Escard armored uh, Mercedes Benz, of course. Okay. I was going to say, because I know my van has all the windows knocked out and it's in Linda's house. <laughs> so, so, sorry. He's still ready functional. to go to drive. You can somewhere. still use it. It's it's totally fine. Okay. Um, so do you guys go downstairs? I'll drag the Reverend let- by his foot. Okay. I mean, not the Reverend, the uh, uh, yeah, driving by his foot. You can drag the Reverend by his foot. Okay, so you get in the you get in the, back in the elevator, Freda Villier, go back down. Um, I'll assume that you probably weekend a Bernie him out, or you use some of the, your equipment that you had, something like that. Obviously, you're not going to drag him to the middle of the uh, of the uh, of the lobby like that. But um, when you get outside, though. Uh, I'll say Quixote and Alvin, you immediately, immediately notice something uh, very familiar as you're looking as, as you see Maria and Reverend, they're kind of looking around for vehicles. Um, Reverend, you notice, obviously, uh, Benjamin Grafton, your driver in the Benz there, ready to go, dutiful as always, uh, kind of pulled up right next to where the uh, the rental van was that you all used, as you probably directed him to. But Alvin and Quixote, you notice right outside the uh, the entrance to this uh, this east tower, you see a very large van, or excuse me, a very large bus, uh, kind of private bus, oh. double layered, uh, you know, double tiered. It says at the very top, Sunset Trails. Going back to that facility. Well, be very careful. Those those old folks there, they're not human. So don't hesitate. If you need to put them down, put them down hard. I uh, go up to Rust and I put an arm on his shoulder. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. James 4, verse 7. Thank you, Reverend. You've been good to me. I'm sorry about Sarah. It's not your fault. We have your back. 
So Coyote will uh, frog march Drebin over to the over to the bus. Okay. Uh, so the bus opens up. You see, there's a driver on the inside. Probably the most muscular-looking bus driver you've ever seen in your life. You can tell basically by looking at him that he is not just any old bus driver. Kind of stares at you. Uh, he's got uh, kind of very hard chin scars on his face, and he just kind of motions back. So you start climbing on, and you notice that the your, the the bus is not empty. There are was look, looking around. There's somewhere in the neighborhood of twenty to thirty people on here. They all kind of look a little disheveled. Uh, there's uh, some of them are just kind of leaning up against the windows. Uh, some of them certainly look like they've seen better days. There's a few seats open here and there. Uh, but yeah, you you and Drebin, you get on. Anyone else getting on the bus? Or is it just the two of you? Just the two of them. I believe we were following behind. Yeah, we're following uh, with the drone and the shotgun. Van. As I hold okay. up a shotgun. Yodi turns to the driver. He's like, they're getting off here. Who's that? Everybody else on this bus, but you, me, and Drebin. You no. ain't feeding these people. To your little sick experiment. That's not how this works, man. Don't care how it works. We can throw down here, you and me right now, where you can let them off the van and deal with it later. It's not happening, man. You can get off. And he points up and you look at there's a security camera right above the entranceway. You can see the camera coming down and showing the bus. Mm. You do what you want. You throw... Whatever they got on you. They don't have anything on me. I don't have anything. I guess there ain't anything wrong at all. Go ahead. You want to take me out? You want to take them out? Sure, there won't be any consequences. We'll take a ride. But you're going to be the first to go when we stop. You're under a strange, uh, strange presumption that you're in charge here. Nah, I'm not in charge. I'm already dead. I'm just going to take you with me. <laughs> and he just laughs and laughs and laughs. I push against him just a little bit. Okay. Uh, see what he does. Okay. Uh, he'll let it go and he'll just say, behind the line. And he just kind of shoves you a little bit, so your foot steps back over like the white line by where the by where the driver's seat mm-hmm. is. Take a step back, but I put one hand on his shoulder. You make sure you drive real careful. He kind of lets out a. You had to touch me, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Hey, Jimmy, and you see in the back of the bus. Four dudes, locker agents, get up. Each one of them, they have gear on, full gear. We got a disruption up here. And you see, like, these four guys start coming down, coming down, coming down. They get kind of right up in your face, and they're like, you know, we don't got to deliver you alive. We just got to deliver you. You want to go there alive? Sit your ass down and take your hand off his shoulder. Mm. 
I think you prefer to keep me alive. God only knows what will crawl out of me when I die. But I'll play your game for now. One of them pulls out a gun and shoots you in the leg. Okay. So you can roll a dodge. Uh, so you I can roll. So you're right next to him. Or you can attempt to dodge it or whatever. Uh, Just or like take it, the man. Gun or something. Like that the Reverend yeah. Doctor's like, I'm going to let him hang himself. Hey, you know, it's all at him. I'm yeah, can I just try to, can I try to knock it offline? Brawl? Brawl the yeah, guy? Go, yeah, go ahead and roll brawl. Uh, let me give you I assumed I'm not actually here on the bus anymore, right? Like, I, I talked to him outside the bus, right? I mean, I asked if anyone else got on and no one, no one said it. Right, anything, right. So, okay. Oh, I thought you were going with him on the bus. No, we said they wanted Drebin, not me. So I, I'm going to go with you guys. Of course, you'll hear the uh, gunshot in a second. <laughs> yeah, you are going to hear a gunshot. Uh, six successes, actually. I got I got a 10 on my, my, my random. Oh, crap. Okay, well, I've got six die. Is he supernatural? Uh, or he's just not. human? Okay. Six, seven, ten, ten, seven. That's four, five, six, seven successes. Okay, so he pulls the gun out. You grab it, twist. You hear as he's going to take one point of damage from it. But then the rest of them are going to start doing the same thing. So there's three more, and you did your defense one. So each time you do a defense after this, reduce a die, reduce a die. Uh, they're not all going to try to shoot. Some of them are just going to hit you with a with a baton. Uh, so I think that's probably what it'll do. They're all just going to start like they got like these, these, you know, like these sticks and they're just going to start hitting you with them. Uh, so first one after that is going to be uh, difficulty six, man, that's two Jeez. tens in a row. This is not going to go well here. So minus one on your, on your roll for this guy. Yep. Five dice. Oh sh- no! <laughs> I one, one success. One success. Okay, so you will. So one success versus six. So that's five difference. Plus two. Uh, this is seven points of superficial damage. Whenever it's our turn, once we hear the gunfire, I would like to start running for the door of the bus. Okay. Um, okay. And so they're going to keep hitting. The other two are going to keep hitting Rust. Uh, next one is only going to be a four. All right, I'll try with four dice this time. The, the last one's only going to be a four, too. Okay, I got this one. Okay. Uh, I got this. But let me see about the last one. Uh, the last one, I got three successes. I'll spend a willpower to re-roll the one die. No, I got three successes. Three successes on the last one. So you're good on this. You're yep. good on the second to last. Okay. So one yep, extra yep. point, one actually, no, three extra points of superficial damage because the weapons got a plus two value on it. Uh, okay. So the rest of you, you hear the sound of a gunshot go off on the bus. Uh, what do you want to do? Can I attack? Uh, this was all part of, I think this is, this was sort of like your action, right? Isn't that how this works? I see this when we play oh, a lot of games. I, I, I touched the guy's shoulder and then they all attacked me. Okay. It's the uh, dodging part of your action. Well, I think it's, they oh, came, they came yeah, okay. down, uh, at that point. And then you, and you talked, you kind of talked more to them. Like you kind of threatened them again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. you pulled the gun out to attack you. So, okay. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I think, yeah. Actually, a comment on this one's on this game's it's a little uh, fuzzy yeah, for me. It's, so it's, thanks. It's, it's, it's a little dodgy. So, uh, Alvin, Maria, and Reverend, you hear the gunshot go off. 
from you're outside. We'll say you're you're nearby. You're you're by the, the your other cars, or maybe you're just outside the bus. Whatever it might be, you hear a gunshot go off. I still got driven shotgun. I'm running for the bus. Okay. Yeah, see what happened. Uh, yeah. So, Revan, you start running on. Uh, there is a there is a driver right there. Uh, kind of, he's he's turned around. He's kind of right in your way. He sees you running on, and he's like, "Hey, it's handled. You don't want this to get any worse." We're trying to get it handled with not killing him. Just, just give a second. Uh, how are you looking, Rust? Are you are you still up? Oh, no, he's like I'm one slash away from dead. <laughs> so as you guys get on, you see him, and he is just getting beaten by batons. Uh, and they say, and like he, like the driver says to you, like, and Reverend, you can do whatever you want, but he says it's handled. He had a bit of an attitude problem. We are fixing that problem. It's plenty fixed. He looks back. Eh. Jimmy, I think you learned his lesson. He looks to you. Reverend, you got your shotgun. He looks down. Mm. Nice piece, Rev. Rust. Are you okay, son? Russ staggers up. Looks wild-eyed. Fist glows, and he punches, tries to punch through the skull of the driver. <laughs> okay. Because that's what there he would is. do. Yeah. God. This is okay. how we all die. Russ. I even gave you guys a bus to go to the <laughs> bad guy. Uh, yeah, go ahead and give it a try. Uh, as you, you move towards the driver to give a swing... The difficulty of this, uh, only four. Despair is set at two. Is that right? Uh, no, I'm going to put despair is going to be higher than that. I'll put despair at four at this point, to be honest. I think it's. And he is a ghoul, right? Ways. No, none of them are. Oh, these the driver's are, not either. He's just human. No, these are all oh, okay. just locker agents. Yeah, if you if Five you actually successes. reach out, if you reach out to sense, by the way, you don't sense anything, okay. like even from Drebin, nothing. Uh, well, that's why when I pushed, I, yeah, I thought he was, I thought he was a ghoul, but yeah, five successes. Oh, I thought you meant push physically. Uh, no, no, push the, against him. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, okay, uh, two points of damage, so you will punch him in the face. Uh, it won't go, it won't go through his skull, but you will punch him in the face, and mm-hmm. he will take a punch to the face for two points of damage. Uh, now okay. or even. Oh, until you die. And he oh, looks up. Blood kind of coming down. He's like, all right. All right, kid. Whatever you say. Go take your fucking seat. No problem. At least I fight my own battles instead of having to pull a pack of people from the back of a bus like a fucking coward. R- Rust, shut the hell up. You're little, almost <laughs> dead. Sit your ass down. Uh, uh, all, right, all right, Maria. You're right. I'm 
dead soldiers don't fight wars. You're right, Maria. I'm sorry. So the driver at this point turns with gritted teeth towards the rest of you who are still standing, kind of like crowded in the be- in the front of the bus, getting onto the stairs, kind of looks at both wood. The Reverend and Maria, Alvin, if you're down, you know, on the, on the, on waiting to get on as well, he kind of looks and he's just like, are you on or you're off? I'm just going to hop on at this point. Okay. Maria Alvin. will too. Rust okay. is just going to get himself creamed. That was pretty hard hit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's not a real bright oh, guy. <laughs> One person not be. Maria is just going to look back at the, at the Rev. Coming. Cat's out of the bag. You may be right. He may be crazy. But it may just be a lunatic we're looking for. Billy Joel. And I get on the bus. <laughs> and they all shoot the Rev. They just unload. <laughs> so everyone's okay with it. Exactly. We're all on the same page. And there is now peace and unity between the world of darkness and the world of, of humanity. Uh, okay. <laughs> you all get on. And... The, uh, the guards and stuff, like these other guys with their guns, start moving back. They kind of sit far back. They can kind of see. You find seats elsewhere. And uh, you hear the doors close, and we start driving off. Um, okay, so anything you guys are doing while on the bus now? Uh, I've got absolutely nothing in medicine, but is there anything that I can do? Like is is anything superficial with rusts? Uh, I've got one block of superficial. The rest <laughs> is aggravated. <laughs> Gracious. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna die. Now he is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, if you do, you want to try to heal him? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to look back at the rules again. It might just be, uh, yeah, it's, if it's superficial damage, um, that's just stamina beginning of session stuff. Yeah. If you're looking to heal, you can try to look. It's intelligence medicine. Yeah. Intelligence medicine. And I think what is the difficulty equal to the damage sustained? How much rust? Uh, I've got, uh, five aggravated. Okay. Um, it's a int medicine. I've got three and nothing. Um, so I guess the question would be is if it would be allowable to use a couple of extra dice uh, from the audience to try to, it'd be a one for one. I'd have to hit all successes. That's what they're there for. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Thank you, audience. It'll drop us from six to four. I will see. I, I've got to hit every single one of these to succeed. Unless somebody else has medicine and in better than Maria. I what is yours? Three. Uh, I have four. I've got nothing. Alvin can roll if you want. Right. I can sell you over. Yeah, so you just take. Okay. Just help. All right. All right. Okay. I think it's fitting I'm playing the sanitarium track right now. Ah, <laughs> uh, all right. There's a 
six, a six and eight and a nine. And I've got, all right, I'm going to spend a willpower to reroll. Can we roll up to three, right? That's correct. Okay. So I'm keeping the six, the seven, and the nine. Sorry, the six, the eight, and the nine. Um, I, no, I only got four successes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you take a look at his wounds and obviously you can clean up some of the blood here and there where they kind of beat him a little, you know, particularly terribly with these batons. Uh, but you can tell that some of the, you know, there's, there's probably some fractures, maybe some fractured ribs or something like that, that you can't really do anything about now. He's going to need rest and probably proper, uh, proper attention, maybe a hospital or something. You, maybe you can ask them, see if they want to stop along the way. <laughs> <laughs> and Maria's just like, while she's trying to clean him up, she's going to be like, sometimes I forget you're still a teenager. You just can't <sighs> see a fight that you just don't. Well, I'm sorry, Maria. They're, they're going to feed all these homeless people to those things. I just couldn't see that happen. They were just, they're just like the people on the street that I live with every day. I, I saw it happen. And I couldn't, I just couldn't let it happen again. And you I, know, I hear my you. Temper, I you hear know, you. Big sorry. picture. Big I picture. You're, you're right, Maria. I'm sorry. Thanks for trying. Yeah. Yeah. He coughs up a little bit of blood. (laughs) You got yourself screwed up pretty good there. That's all right. I didn't really think I was going to make it through tonight anyway. Well, I mean. But the reverend said it's okay if we die fighting the good fight. You stood up for what's right. You have nothing to apologize for. And Maria is just going to shoot the reverend doctor and look (laughs) and just be like, don't encourage him. Um. So, Reverend, we'll say maybe you're on the opposite side of the aisle where Maria is with with Kyoti. Maybe the two of them are sitting because Maria was the one who who ended up rolling the the heel. I think so. We'll say she's sitting with Russ. We'll say you and Alvin are sitting on the opposite side of the aisle. As you look over and you say that to Russ, as you respond to him, as you kind of encourage him, you notice in the window behind his head uh, where he is leaning against the window as Maria is kind of trying to, to fix his arm, which has this kind of big old gash on it. Now you see this radiating crack in the glass is beginning to form. I pretend I don't see anything. Okay. <laughs> Look down at my phone. Uh, I want to text, uh, Benjamin to follow the bus from a distance. Okay. Uh, you text him. You get your, you get a message Nothing back. Nothing to see here, guys. You get a message back on it, boss. No problem. Does everything you want him to. Uh, Alvin, if you would like to see it, you're also across the aisle. You two can see it. But, you know, if you're not looking at them while they're patching it up, you don't have to. So I see what, see what exactly? Well, so and Alvin see, was actually helping with the healing. So. Okay. So yeah. when you look up, at a certain point, you guys will all notice that behind on the window right next to where, where Rust is sitting, there are cracks in the glass that have begun to form. And much like when you guys were at the Reverend's house uh, and Kyoti was getting healed up, it's kind of forming, like centering around his head. Like his head is kind of leaning against it as Maria is healing and you can just see these cracks like 
like these long jagged cracks kind of coming out as if they're radiating out from behind his head. And you can hear it too. Like there's like, there's, there's no sound other than a couple murmurs from people. You can tell by the way, like these people look a little worse for wear, like not like, you know, it doesn't look like they've been physically beaten, but they just look, they kind of got this hundred yard stare to them. They don't seem to react much. Like even when the fight broke down, a few of them that were closest, like they kind of put their heads down and that's about it. But none of them sort of screamed or ran. They all just seem a little bit uh, kind of muted. Uh, but the rest of you, yeah, you can see this crack kind of starting to form. Several of them actually spiraling out. Eight of them, in fact. Russ, is this what you're doing? You can, you can hear the song too. It gets louder sometimes. It's so loud now. It's a song, no. Breaking the glass. Oh. No, it's not my doing. Guys, watch as, as Rust is explaining this. One of the cracks kind of extends pretty far to the point where it kind of like hops over the like this 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 sort of um strut that's in between each of the seats and then it begins to form on the next one so you see a second one of these like things radiating out and starting to kind of travel and shift and much like uh russ when you were in the the van with uh with linda they're starting to just like shift and move and the rest of you now see it as well since you guys have never actually seen this happen the three of you uh go ahead uh as this is a little nerve-wracking uh and you are who you guys are uh go ahead and just roll like a composure um say yeah just like a double composure test probably just composure composure any bonuses because i pretended like it doesn't exist you know what? You <laughs> is there any sand i can mind. stick my head in yeah. you did but no you actually saw it in the paint in the, in the wall so you've actually seen yeah. it. oh yeah i did the cracking yeah so it's just marie and alvin itsy bitsy Spider or success. This is the best roll I could have possibly rolled because I have a four in composure. So I rolled eight die mm-hmm. and I got one, two successes. Do you want to burn anything? Well, difficulty, yeah. by, by the way, difficulty is four. Uh, so the difficulty is four. So, so Alvin, you're good. Uh, Maria, you would be taking two superficial willpower from seeing this as this is a, this is we're going to call this extremely unsettling. Uh, But if you burn, so if you wanted to burn one willpower to maybe save another willpower, you can go right ahead. It's a risk reward thing. It's up to you. Yeah. Four successes. I got two sixes on my. Okay. So you, so you only burn the one superficial. So ended up working out, but it is really unsettling, but you are seeing this, like this, this strange, this strange radiation of like this kind of, of, of cracks. And it looks glass. like it's coming from behind his head specifically. It's like where it started. And can now it's I pull, beginning. can I pull him away from the glass and see if that does anything? Uh, okay. Roll because you're doing this intentionally, uh, roll an awareness wits as you do that. Uh, wits is two. awareness is two. Um, one success. Okay. You pull his head away. Um, and there's no like, there's no impact. It doesn't look like he slammed his head against it. It just looks like there's cracks that are 
There's a, there's a nexus of where they started, but it's not like someone smashed his head against it kind of nexus. It's just, this is just where the crack started. Does the, is the cracking continuing after he has moved away? Yeah, you actually see that it's spreading further and further along the side of the bus, traveling from section to section, moving to one to the next. It's anything Seeing like your van, Maria. Yeah. The windows of this bus are about to pop. Maybe we should pop it first. The weaker I am, the stronger she is. And Maria I'm not feeling too good. See if she's got something uh, to like smash the window with. Uh, they didn't take your weapons, actually. Um, so they didn't take your weapons. Okay. Uh, so if you have any weapons, you could do that. Um, I have a gun, so I'm going to take the back side of the gun and I'm going to smash it into the window. Okay. You take the gun, you smash it. Uh, let's see. Um, the, as you smash, it's a pretty sturdy window actually. Uh, and it doesn't seem to actually do anything immediately. Like if you, if you like went all out and you were just smashing and smashing, you would certainly do it. But just like a quick whooshing like that doesn't seem to actually do anything. Of course, these are sturdy windows. I'd like to gently reach out for Maria. Remember bigger picture. Let's focus on one demon before the next. I mean, I'm just saying I don't want it to go all the way up there and then like the bus crashes. That's that was kind of what I was thinking of. But you're right. Big picture. Alvin, what are you doing? I'm going to brace myself in case the windows just like start bursting. Okay. Glasgow's flying everywhere. After. Okay. So you guys are you're traveling on the road. You're on the highway at this point. You look out, you can see yourselves, you're, you're heading west on the I-10. And about five minutes go past, then 10 minutes go past. And then all of a sudden you hear this really loud and sudden shattering of glass, almost like an explosion. And then you hear, what the fuck? And then guns go off uh, and you hear... Uh, you hear a cacophony, like fighting is happening in the back of the bus right now. Guns are going off. People are shouting. You're, ah, what the fuck is this? I just whisper to the driver. I warned you, but you decided to play with my puppet. Jimmy, what the fuck's going on back there? Uh, and Jimmy, when he responds, he's, ah! As he calls in pain, what do you guys <laughs> like all do? Sit up and look back and see what exactly is going on back there. So when you look back, you see that there is a locker room agent in the, down in the middle of the aisle on the ground. He's kind of crawling towards you. Uh, you can see that there's another one who is like leaning up against the far back of the bus and he's firing, like firing, like literally right down into the seat. When you look at where he's firing, you can't see anything initially, but then you suddenly see this like this reflective like, I don't know, twig arm, something just reach up and just fly out in his direction and just impales him right in the chest. And then pulling it as if it's like kind of pulling, using his body to kind of repel itself, this glassy creature just lunges and just pins him against the wall. And you just see spurts of blood kind of going all sorts of different directions. And you just hear, Jimmy, talk to me, Jimmy. 
and what are you guys Maria doing? will just sort oh. of look at Alvin and just gonna be like, uh taking out the bad guys. I don't know where it is, but if we can need to get off the bus, I'll shout the bus drivers. Stop the bus. There's a creature here. Itsy bitsy spider. Will you shut up? Just can't uh, you hear the song? No. It's so loud now. No, we don't. <sighs> we don't hear the song. Do you, do you control that thing? Is, is this what is going on? Nobody can control her. Well, that's the problem. If you could control it, I would feel like a little bit better. But it, she is just doing, is it, is she going to hurt us? There's blood curdling screams and there's tons of gunfire going on right now. And there's the bus driver who's screaming, Jimmy, what's happening? Alvin, you're trying to convince him to get off the bus. This is all a tense moment. I don't want to pretend that this is like for soft conversation. Alvin, roll a... You can uh, persuasion or intimidation, whatever you want. H- however, you're trying to convince this guy to pull the bus over. Do it now. Uh, difficulty, uh, man, difficulty of four. Just like Melissa to chide someone as they're saving us. <laughs> I have none of those. Oh, I don't I'm think just, you <laughs> I'm just going to tell him if you don't stop this bus, we're all going to be dead. Okay. Uh, he is going to continue to drive then uh, as he is a... Uh, a leveraged man. Reverend Maria Quixote, what are you guys Stop doing? Stop the damn bus! Okay, what are you rolling? Uh, leadership? Like, because I'm commanding him? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm taking control of the situation. That's okay. leadership, right? Sure. People look I, to you in tense situations. That's part of the description. I'll give it. It's the last session. Go ahead. <laughs> Leadership. Uh, uh, charisma. Composure. Not charisma. Okay. I think composure probably makes more sense. <laughs> All right. You gave me leadership, so I won't argue too much. Yeah, tense situation. You're demonstrating a cool head. In this. He's screaming back for Jimmy. Meanwhile, blood is splurting everywhere. There's about 20 or 30 homeless folk on this bus as well. You guys are towards the front of the bus. The craziness is happening towards the back of the bus. Uh, so how'd you do on that? Uh, that was one success. Okay. That is not good enough. He's so like, he's still driving? He's still driving. Yeah. Okay. Maria is going to try to unseat him. Oh, okay. You're going to try to throw him out? Okay, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Uh, let's make this a contested, uh, probably a brawl, unless you had something else in mind. <laughs> He'll he'll be penalized because he's driving, so he's not going to get his full his full thing. So the difficulty for kind of pushing him out isn't going to be the same as trying to hit him. It'll be a little bit easier. Well, yeah, it'll be it'll be three. Well, that's the total of dice that I'm rolling because you know. big dudes, man. Are, <laughs> oh no, are, it's fine. Like paramilitary guys. <laughs> it's one of those things where the people that are good at fighting were talking, and so the person that's good at talking is now trying to move a very large gentleman out of a chair. <laughs> And hey, seven, eight, nine. Okay, uh, you throw you you yank him out. He's like, "What the fuck?" The bus starts swerving at this point, uh, so you all kind of gets thrust around, thrown around, uh, and yeah, you manage to like Sandra Bullock slide into the bus driver's seat as he goes stumbling down into the stairwell. Uh, meanwhile, so- more curdling screams are happening in the back. That was your turn just to get onto the thing. So we're going to kind of sure. keep this thing. You hear more. And now you're starting to see some of these 
folks who at up until this point have been this kind of glassy that's a poor choice of words glassy eye a uh, long like kind of stared off uh 100 yard stare folks are starting to like kind of scramble out and when you look down there's no more gunfire anymore and you just see like the guy that he had she had pinned against the wall has just been torn in two both of his bodies you know both sides of his bodies are laying in the ground blood everywhere she leaps up onto the chair like of, a, of one of the rows in front and as one of this one of these like homeless folks tries to get up and tries to move like you see like a one of the one of the legs just pierce through the shoulder and out the front and kind of pin him back down into the chair uh alvin rust what do you two want to do reverend wood and maria both tried to do something no alvin you did too actually didn't you didn't you roll a check so kyoti what do you want i was to just do talking here? about me uh kyoti uh Kyoti is he's, he's, he he kind of grabs a hold of Drebin, pulls him in close, and he's like, "Don't tell the others, Doctor Drebin, but but you were right. You were right. It's gonna be okay. We're gonna be just fine." And uh, you see, like. He's kind of in and out of consciousness. Like he's he's kind of up, but like he's got like you could tell he's got probably a terrible concussion from getting like head butted right into the side of his. He kind of opens his eyes. His eyes get real wide, and he's just like, "I know what you are. You're worse than all of them. You're worse than the vamps. You're worse than the wolves. It's in you. It's wow. in you." And. She wants to come out. And you're helping them let her free. So you're going to get your wish. You'll get to see her soon, I, I'm afraid. And then I guess he just kind of, he does his sort of, his, his laughter some more. And he's like, I guess let them all kill each other. And then he thinks, in a different life. I would have loved to get you under a microscope. What are the rest of you doing? As you see, absolute pandemonium as the back of the bus is a total bloodbath. And there is now a glassy demon leaping back and forth across the back of the bus is torn through at least four, if not more people back there. You guys want to do? I'm waiting to abandon ship here. Okay. Yeah, Maria, Maria's driving, so yeah. Um we're on okay. we're on the interstate, right? You're on you're on I ten. Okay. Heading west. Looking we for an exit ramp. <laughs> an exit ramp? Well, we've got his drivers right behind us, so that's true. You do. You didn't oh, okay. hear from Benjamin, he's right behind you. Okay. That's right. Then I'll just pull off to the shoulder then. Okay, so you're just gonna pull off to the shoulder. All right. Yeah. Uh is there a driving I don't think there's a driving skill. Is there a driving skill in this? Yeah, there drive. is a drive skill. Roll yes. a drive test. This is a big ass bus. There's craziness that's happening. You just sort of took this this over from a guy. Roll a drive test to see if you can do this well. Uh, the danger level is fairly high, which is complicating some of your difficulties. By the way, uh, sure. So this one's going. To, oh dear. <laughs> to pull this over safely is going to be a difficulty five. Um. Okay. Roll it. Can I make a Come case on, Sandy. for composure to be paired with my drive? Absolutely. Okay. So then I'm at least rolling six dice. And okay. so then we'll see what comes up the rule. 
I meant roll the bus, not the dice. <laughs> <laughs> That's coming. <laughs> uh, all right. So that is a two tens and two sixes, which should be six successes. That is six successes, and it's a crit. So with immense deafness, your bus, uh, the bus that you're driving now, is it's a high-end bus. It's not like this isn't cheap. Uh, the you have your own van that is that's uh, uh, it's not nearly as big as this thing, obviously. But you've driven probably you probably at some point you've driven large trucks in your construction times. Oh yeah, right? for sure, for sure. So yeah, you managed to quickly speed on over and you guys weren't like in the right hand lane you're kind of like middle lane and you like weave out of traffic you hear some horns uh, and you manage to get right over onto the right hand side peel off into what looks like some of that desert landscaping there and you hmm. you hit the brakes you hear this screech everyone kind of lunges forward a little bit but no one not to the point where it's like anyone's getting hurt no one's banging their heads it's just sort of like a hard stop and you come and it's perfect like no rolling over it doesn't even teeter had you failed, you were going to go on your side. <laughs> sure. It okay. is kind of a top-heavy bus. Van comes to a stop, uh, and I'll say that you can hear screams at this point now of all these other folks now who are, some of them are trying to open the window and trying to climb out windows. Others are trying to run up to the top, to the front of the bus. Alvin, uh, Reverend Wood, what are you guys doing? Uh, if the bus is stopped while I'm sure. taking the action, I'm just getting off the bus. Okay. You run off, uh, you kind of, you know, you kind of like bump into some folks as they're getting off. You push down one of these poor homeless people and step over top of them so you can get <laughs> off first. And then <laughs> I assumed we were near the front, but okay. You are, you're up towards the front. I'm just messing around. Uh, yeah, you, uh, you get off the bus, no problem. Alvin. I'm going to help, uh, Drebin and Russ make sure they get off the bus as well. Okay. You lean over, there's Drebin. He's, he's kind hey, of Drebin, awake. I'll be fine. Okay, so you grab Drevin, you throw him over your shoulder, no problem. He's not a he's not a huge dude. Throw him over your shoulder, and you start moving off the bus. Rust, what are you doing? As as Rust gets off the bus, he pulls his forty five out and puts two rounds, one in each of the knees of the driver. <laughs> okay, he goes. Granny's gonna feast on your soul for what you did. Hell is where you're sleeping tonight. Maria's just like, but we need him to tell us where to We go. know where we're going. You, uh, I'm going to say that happens. That's, that's so cool. You, as he's kind of getting up, scrambling, he's kind of getting pushed around. Like, like some of the f- homeless folks who are trying to get off the bus now too, are like kind of stomping <laughs> over top of him. He was like kind of contorted. And as he's getting up, you just walk past two in the kneecaps. You step off. You guys are a few feet off of the bus. You guys are, are kind of shouting, yelling at one another, whatever it is, like saying, we got to get like, Maria's kind of shouting at Russ, whatever it is. And the guy's like screaming in pain. And when you look up a second later, you just see him suddenly disappear from the, from the, the staircase. He's just sort of pulled out. Now you do notice at the same time that as the numbers are coming off, like basic headcount, it ain't just, it, it's not just these, these locker room agents that she attacked. She took out whatever was Everybody. in her way. So uh, you do get the feeling that it's not that she's on your side. It's just mm. that she'll take out whatever. She's always hungry. We need to move. And so we see we see the Benz coming up. What's the Benz look like there, Wood? As you see, as you see Benjamin. Uh, it's a shiny black Mercedes Benz. It's a bit thicker than most because it is, uh, of course, armored. Um, uh, 
this is something that you can actually buy in in the market. It's only two hundred fifty thousand, very affordable. Uh, and uh, Ben is technically a bodyguard, but he's like you know for rent. It's not like he would die for me type bodyguard. Okay, okay, fair enough. You guys, you guys huddle into the into the Ben's. Uh, probably a little uncomfortable, I would say, in the back, but you still get in and everything's fine. And where do we head? Sunset Away trails. from the bus for now. Okay. You do see, as you guys are driving past, there are shattered glass. And as you're driving, as you peel out into the lane and drive past the bus, you can see all of the windows start to just burst. One after the other, right in perfect timing as the Mercedes moves past. Okay, so you get you get back on the road, leaving the terror on the bus. I I wanted to make sure that we had some crazy scene on the highway at some point, uh, and Stephen ruined it by being the last one I tried by being a paper thin character. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so we got another one. All right, not so, my fault. I had a knife in my ear. Okay, <laughs> it actually kind of is your fault. You're the one who ate the drugs. I didn't tell you to eat the drugs. <laughs> Okay, so you guys head on out. Yeah, so somebody Uh, who knows where we're going should be driving because Maria has not been there before. Ben is driving. He's the driver. Yeah, you can tell him. uh, So so Alvin, you know that. Rust, you know it. So you can tell them Mm -hmm. how to get there. It's no problem. Uh, Anything doing on the route or are we just driving? You're not that far away at this point as you probably made it halfway there, I would say, in the the bus before everything went to shit. Rust is still Uh, just coming under his breath. Okay. I'm texting my lawyer, making sure that my will is still up to date and everything that he has that on file. Okay. Uh, you get a text back, new phone, new dis. Uh, you don't know who it is. Uh, no, no, no. You get a text back and like, there's like, uh, yes, uh, is there something wrong there, Reverend? Question mark. No reply back. Okay. Uh, Just needed right. some reassurance there because things are not going well. Uh, so seeing uh, the Rev texting, um, Maria will take a deep breath and text, try to text um, Evie. Oh, now you want to text her? Okay. Get no response back. I'll let my wife know that Celie's fine and I'm going to get her. Okay. Um, You go to check your phone. There are several messages uh, that are not very kind. Some of them are voicemail. Some of them are text uh, that are calling into question various aspects of your character, including your decency, your manhood, your fatherhood, all sorts of things. But when you text that back, um, you do get, you do get a text back almost immediately. Uh, what do you mean? What do you mean? And then the phone starts ringing and you see it's, it's Lucia. I'll take a call while we're driving. Okay. So phone answers, you answer the phone. Where the fuck are you, Alvin? Where are you? It's our daughter. What is wrong with you? Where are you? I'm on my way to get her right now. Don't to worry. Get she's her. Fine. Where is she? She's in the playroom. I, a play in a playroom. I called the Thompsons. I've called the school. I've called everyone. I've called all of the parents of her friends. No one knows where she's at, and you suddenly do. I'll explain it all later, but. It's our daughter. Explain now. There's hands-free devices. Someone's got her. I don't know who. Who? She she would... Alvin, do you want me to explain it to her? 
Maria is literally going to like <laughs> put her hand best. over Rust's mouth. Put her on speakerphone. We'll, we'll sort this out. <laughs> and she just, so she's like screaming at the top of her lungs. Who, who, who? Wait, there was a name, right? That was dropped. I was like, uh, I was the. You don't have a name for okay, the, the uh, for the vamp that uh, that was in charge of everything. You just know that it was probably uh, the the woman's from the cl- the woman's sire from the club. Right. Yeah, I'm just, I I don't even know who. I if I knew, I'd tell you. <laughs> okay. She's just she's just screaming. You guys all hear her very, very clearly. <laughs> Might be kind of uncomfortable. Her just screaming expletive after expletive at Alvin. Alvin, the, the church provides couples counseling for free if you need it. We will. I'm sure we will. Do you hang up the phone on her? I'll just let her go off of me. Okay. And just sort of like zone it out. And at a certain uh-huh. point. She stops screaming. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Russ. No, no, go. No, <laughs> I was just At, Maria. While uh, while the, all the noise is going on, and, and can I borrow your phone to text Sister LeBlanc? I promise I won't break it. Just, just saying. You realize that you talked about Sister LeBlanc in front of the guy on the TV, right? You, she's you a she's you a known. But you did that. The society of Leopold is well known to but to these leeches. She's a soldier. She just needs to be warned that they're coming. All right. She grabs burner number seven <laughs> out of her back and hands it to you. And and he and instead of telling her anything about the leech, he just says, You were wrong. Granny's back. She's clawing out of me now. Take care of the rest of them if they live. Then he deletes okay. the text and hands it back. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, Alvin on the phone. Eventually the screams turns to sobbing. Anything yet? This is what it's like being in a relationship. With Alvin, this is so brutal. <laughs> <laughs> the cold shoulder. That, it's the most evil thing I've seen in an RPG. She's just... <laughs> weeping all of you can hear her weeping too so much worse than a glass demon i'm sorry but i'll be home soon it'll hang up dude okay i have seen people commit war crimes in D that weren't this bad wow we just someone said in the chat a second ago maybe (laughs) rust was the uh was the villain all along (laughs) maybe alvin's been the villain the whole time oh he's getting up there (laughs) he's got his own demons all right Eventually, all of you make oh. it to Sunset Sunset Trails. You get off the exit, head up. You're way out west. It's dark. Uh, it's nighttime. By the time you get out there, it is 9, 30, 10 o'clock. You can see that uh, this this section of the neighborhood or this section of the uh, of uh, of the valley, kind of an old, uh, kind of skews a little older in terms of age, and so communities are kind of shutting down. And there's kind of this eerie quiet to the streets. Like there's just not many cars on the road. Uh, you can see some of the stores have closed down and all that's really open along the way is like a, you know, scattered gas, you know, gas station or two. Uh, otherwise it's a, it's a very, very dark kind of, kind of road there. 
it's also a part of the, you know, part of the, the valley that's still kind of being built up on. So there's a lot of huge stretches of desert where there's just nothing. And so it's just this dark blackness for a while. But eventually you come up, there's, there's sunset trails or two entrances. There's the main entrance by the leasing office. There's the side entrance that was for like, like freight and stuff like that. There's that, that cinder block wall that goes around the whole darn thing. What do you guys want to do? Drive up to the intercom. Drive up to the intercom. Um, there is a camera. Uh, so intercom would be with Ben. So he'll look to you, Reverend. What do you want me to do, sir? Sort of just roll the back windshield down and stick ribbons head out. Okay. Uh, you hear a buzz and the gate starts to open. (laughs) Reverend, Reverend, are you sure you want everyone to go in there? We may not be coming back out. Benjamin looks at you. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, poor That's driving. What I thought too, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he just kind of looks over towards you, Reverend. Reverend what's out uh, here? Uh, ben, go ahead and park outside. And if you get any trouble, feel free to drive off. Uh, how, does he know anything about this, about the world of darkness? Does he know anything at all? No, like he he's driven me to a lot of seedy places before. Sure. But he doesn't actually know anything about the supernatural. And so he, he like, yes, sir. Do you want me to, um, do you want me to notify Miss Wood? Uh, if I don't come back in a few hours, go ahead and uh, finish your shift, uh, go home, and uh, I'll make sure you get that bonus we talked about. hesitates has like a little bit of concern on his face but then he nods and he does a little turnaround and you guys are walking in so he does a little turnaround you guys are all out Alvin you've got Drebin over your shoulder you guys walk inside you hear the gates close behind you and you're maybe 15-20 feet in when all of a sudden you hear as all of the streetlights go off in here and it becomes pitch black with the exception of the bright beacon of light that is the clubhouse. He made darkness his covering, his canopy around him, the dark rain clouds of the sky. Psalm 18, verse 11. Every single resident in here is a feral animal that's going to try to tear us to pieces. We need a defensible location inside of the clubhouse. As he we says that, you guys hear ones. you guys hear in the in the bushes off to the side. You just hear footsteps. Make every shot count if you have to take them. They're stronger than they look. And you realize you're there's there's people following you. Like you look behind you now and you can see maybe 20 feet. There's like about 10 dark shadowy figures that are just trailing you at a distance. You hear Marie it. is going to take off running. <laughs> are we all armed? They like, never took your weapons. I, I, I mean, I'm asking the group, like, what weapons oh, yeah, yeah. do you guys actually have? Because yeah. we do have a shotgun. I don't necessarily need it. I've I got a, a uh, 
I've got an SAS dagger, a 38 snub nose, and that H&K 45 we took a couple sessions ago. My hands are still on me. <laughs> <laughs> Lethal weapon. <laughs> you look down, they're gone. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Just stubs. Smooth. <laughs> Maria, what do you got? Uh, I've got a pistol of some kind. I'll give you the shotgun if you want it, Lynn. Because I'm I'm not a good shot at all. Okay. Uh, uh, Maria will look at Alvin and just see if he wants the gun. Like the pistol, just in case. But so this is all happening it. before Maria breaks into a yeah, sprint. Before, yeah, before. Yeah, I would have yeah. said before we got out of the car. Yeah, I'll give okay. Alvin the That's thirty-eight. Fine. Okay. Uh, so then, Maria, you look back, you see all those people. There's about ten people Running just shadows. The They're just shadows. You don't see faces. You don't see clothing. You just see just like this line of shadows following you. Booking you hear it. the Running. sounds of people in the bushes near you. You hear footsteps to the side and the shadows between some of these trailers you just start clubhouse okay the rest of you running you're just gonna let her go up ahead <laughs> oh, oh yeah clear we'll after okay. as fast as this old man can go all right you guys start running jogging russ is, russ is kind of keeping the rear guard sure you look back russ and you can see like they're jogging uh, there's like they, they, they're matching your speed and matching your speed and matching your speed. You look over towards some of like the side roads and you start seeing like this convergence as more of these groups start coming up as well. They're hurting us, but it's all right. Let's just make for the uh, let's just make for the clubhouse. Eventually, you guys make it to the clubhouse parking lot. You can see that there are people here. There's lights very bright. So for the first time, you're not running around in darkness. Uh, you uh, you notice that see Alvin and Russ were here last time because uh, Steven, you were playing a different character. So you wouldn't know. Okay. So Alvin and Russ, you see those same, same, like you can kind of tell the difference between. So just to sort of remind folks, like there were kind of two different mobs, essentially. Like there were uh, like the the stronger kind of ghoulish figures. And then there were these like just like the mass, right? Like that were enhanced, but didn't seem to have like the strength in the, like the rejuvenate, like the regenerative power as like some of the, the ghouls that you guys fought inside the clubhouse. And then there's just this other mass here that are, which you, I would say you're probably all smart enough to realize are just kind of hyped up on whatever it is that like Drebin and his pharmaceutical experimentation was kind of pumping into them. Uh, and this is, this is a a retirement community, but they're moving around with like this this fervor, this uh, you know alacrity. But they're kind of keeping their distance from you. They never get too close. If you move towards them, they move away. They're almost kind of shadowing you in a very alarming fashion. But you get to the parking lot, and you can see there is there are about five others now that are standing in the light out in front of the main entrance to the clubhouse. You can see they're there. They're kind of got their arms crossed. They're like these big kind of security guys, or like they're they're they're, they're bigger. You can tell just by looking at them, Alvin and Russ, that there's there's more to them. Uh, one of them steps forward, and you can hear, and they just say, "Where is the bus?" The bus didn't make it. Your men on the bus decided that they wanted to beat on me for a while. And the demon that's devouring my soul decided to eat them and the bus. Maria will kind of interrupt him and just say, it, yeah, it's it, it's on the 10, just uh, west of 75th. 
side of the road. Wasn't drivable anymore. They kind of like exchange looks at one another. They look at Rust. They look at each other. And one of them kind of does the whole like nod with his head. And you see one of the five runs inside. You got Drebin. I'll show him Drebin. Kind of flop him down right there in front of him, like on this little sidewalk thing. And that's when you guys start to notice that the whole parking lot, this relatively empty parking lot around this clubhouse is now beginning to fill with dozens and dozens and dozens of people, just like you guys saw it before, as if they're waiting for the bus to come, but it's not. So you drop it down and you just hear, stupid son of a bitch, ruining everything. Had a good thing here. Hmm. All right, hang on. Which one of you is, uh, you know. The vampire slayer. I stabbed her with my sword. Now step forward. (laughs) 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 They look over at you, this older man stepping forward with a cane. Do you still have your cane, your sword cane? Yeah, I've got my, (laughs) it's actually a different cane because I left the other one at the, the club. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Did you roll your your requisition roll for that to get that? <laughs> uh, I don't need to because no. I have four pips and resources. Oh wow! Okay, but does that allow you to also have a helicopter, fifty freaking cars, a whole bunch? Like, isn't there a? It allows me to have to pretty stop? much anything I want that you Man. can buy legally. It's the mega rich. <laughs> don't think you understand what the underdog <laughs> themes of a hunter uh, a hunter campaign are supposed to be here. No. <laughs> so they look over at you they look over at you Rev and they're like no 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 and they kind of lie on Alvin like, is, it, is it you they kind of look at Alvin because Alvin's you're pretty good looking you know, you're a big dude you got you know you're you're a judo master right so they're kind of looking mm-hmm. at you and they're like and then one of them you hear coughs like no it's that one and I would say maybe for a f- the faintest moment, you all kind of like recognize the face. It's just one of the guards that were that were kind of working the show or something like that. Like just you just you've seen the face before, but you never really had any kind of interaction. And he points at he points at Rust like this this teenager, you know. Beaten to <laughs> beaten to within a couple inches of his life. Right. And so a couple of exchanges and they just kind of shrug. And it's at that point that you see like the uh, the, the fifth guy come back. Uh, who went and ran inside. I said to bring him in. So he looks down at Drebin. He's like, yeah, you can go ahead and pick him back up there, big guy. I do so. All right. So they start leading you inside. Any of you uh, doing anything? At any point you want to do anything, just say so. Hey, Russ is just, he's, you know, his head's on the swivel. He's He's looking for anything out of the ordinary or any way that he can try to make sure that everybody else gets out of here in one piece. So exits, you know, any of that kind of nonsense that we didn't pick up the last time we were here. Gotcha. Um, so I think you guys went in the back way by the pools, mm-hmm. the yeah, club cool. house rooms. Yeah. So I think you would know that, um, you would know, and then you ran out kind of, um, Jumped over the wall at one point. I think Alvin was kind of like leading you there, or at least was kind of standing on top of the wall, kind of signaling you. Um, you know, there's probably better routes than others uh, that you might be able to take. Nothing 
nothing too obvious in terms of like this is the clear path, but you, I would say you would, you would have like a, a good sense of direction. Um, so you go inside and Alvin and, and, and actually, no, I don't think Alvin ever went inside. I think it was just Russ and Rena who were inside. Yeah, just Russ and Rena. So Russ, you see the familiar, uh, room. Uh, it's got like these, uh, beautiful kind of, you think it's probably faux wood. You're not sure. Like these little panels along the way with a variety of like these, these kind of mirrors and other kind of you know glass, you know, glass decorative windows and such. There are what looks like some, uh, some throws that have been put over some stuff, some tarps. Uh, and you also see the kind of grand staircase, the double-sided staircase that goes up to the second level. There's uh, little hallways that kind of go off in different directions. Rusty recognize the one that goes into like the, the locker room and everything off to the right. You can see one that seems to head towards which you would like this, a sign probably says is, uh, is sort of like a, uh, a dining room, that kind of thing. Um, and so the, the five guys who kind of lead you in, uh, they're kind of wearing that same really kind of mundane looking, uh, like collared shirts and khakis and such, and such as you, as you come in and, it's fairly dark, but the lights kind of flicker on, like they kind of dim up a little bit. And you you hear the sounds of uh, of heavy footsteps, like loud echoing footsteps. Uh, and you see at the top of the stairs uh, in a blue gray suit, uh, very clean and sleek, uh, you see the same man that you saw on the video kind of step out of the, the office at the very top of the stairs. Um, you can see that he's got what looks like maybe about five foot 10, five foot 11. He's not very tall, fairly slender. And you can tell that as he's kind of stepping out, he's uh, kind of fixing his tie a little bit. Uh, and he looks down and he says to um, Alvin, Maria, and Wood, Your people are on the premises. Leave the murderer. Leave the coward here. The three of you can go fetch them and leave. Russ turns to Maria. Revan, I didn't hear what you said. Can you say it again? Our people leave first. I have a driver outside. He'll see them to safety. Your people are on the premises. Leave the murderer and the coward here. And you can go fetch them and leave. I will not say this a third time. It's okay, Reverend. It's going to be okay. Tell Sarah that I'll miss her cookies. I sort of just leave Dribbin wherever. Just drop him, flop him on the, on the, in the ground. Um, yeah. Drop him there. And he's still in and out of consciousness, concussion. He's like opening up. He's, he's in bad shape. Maria's going to turn to Alvin and the Reverend and just say, that's it. We just, we just give up one of our own. We Maria, 
you know what? She's not going to let me go, Maria. It's, it's okay. You're safer if I'm not with you anymore. Don't let me hurt you too, please. Why did you have to be so impetuous all the time? I could say it's something inside of me, but I, I don't know. And Maria's just sort of doing the math of like all the people in the room and all the people that were outside and just looking for some sign of fight in her companions and not just not seeing any of it. Maria, there'll be a fight. She doesn't like anybody else to play with her toys. You just don't want to be here when it happens. Sorry, I couldn't help you, Rust. You did, Alvin. That judo move you showed me last week. I wish I'd had time to master it. And Maria will look at the Reverend and just say, now you don't have words of wisdom, some final prayer for him? You can see that he's uh, taking a moment thinking. He turns to step away and stops. I'm reminded of a verse. Rescue those who are being taken away to death. I know I should help Sarah. And yet the verse continues. Hold back those who are stumbling towards the slaughter. Proverbs 24, verse 11. I'm with you, Rust. Reverend, this isn't your fight, but... Everyone's got to make their own choice. The Lord put me here for a reason. This is my fight. And Maria's going to look at Alvin. I have a kid, man. I, and <laughs> you got a you, That's right. That's <laughs> you're right. You're right. Somebody's got to live for season two. <laughs> if it was his wife, he would be perfectly fine staying here and fighting. The kid, on the other hand. Well, his wife is scarier than Granny. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there's no judgment on Maria's face towards Alvin whatsoever. And she's, Maria's already lost Katja during this chronicle. And so Maria is just going to look at Rust and look at Rev. You don't understand. When she comes, she'll take everyone. And there's nothing I'll be able to do to stop it. I you can't you can't fight her. You should run while you can. She is as strong as you say she is. And um 
Maria will look towards kind of the um, the agents and you know kind of the the gentleman, and she'll kind of put her hands up a bit, but see if they will kind of let her just sort of go over and just sort of pat Rust on the shoulder. She's got hands up, like she's not just looking. They're for not interfering with you at all. Like all the guys, if there, there's, I mean, you're surrounded, you're flanked. They're all yeah. watching you intently. Like all the the guys at the bottom level, the man at the top. Uh, has said, you know, is just watching you carefully and quietly, and is is kind of stiff as you know, stiff as a board, standing, you know, perfectly straight, staring down, very patiently waiting. Maria will walk over and just kind of just pat rests on the outside of the arm. I don't even pretend to understand everything that you've been through. I forgive you. Thank you. Thank you, Maria. I, 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 I think I've just been dead for so long. I thank, thank you for, for being my friend, but please run, please run. It's okay. It's I. I sh- I died when I was ten, and I don't even know who I was. It's okay. Oh, and she'll gesture over to the reverend. Look after him. And she'll kind of nod in the direction of the reverend. I, I will. I got- Take this one home. I'll uh, walk up to Alvin and do like the the handshake thing and hand off a set of keys. Uh, if you look at them, you'll you'll see the Lexus logo on there. Have Ben take you to the church. There's fifty thousand dollars in the trunk of my Lexus. That should be enough to get you going. I mean, I won't refuse. And I'll walk to stand next to Maria. So, Rust is staying. Reverend, you're staying? I'm staying. Alvin's Alvin's leaving. Maria, what are you doing? Only one I'm not sure about. I will look to the Reverend. There's no coming out of this. Sarah and I are partners. We went into this war willingly. We both know the risks. She would be making the same choice. I'm not the praying kind, but I... Hope for a miracle. And she'll just kind of nod in Alvin's direction and walk toward Alvin. You see, Kyoti visibly sighs with relief when Maria decides to leave. He was sick at the thought that she was going to stay and die. 
So at this point, one of the one of the guard, one of the, the kind of the the attendants here uh, gets uh, kind of pulls off from their position by the door. He says to Alvin and Maria, "Come with me." Pushes the front door back open, and kind of holds it open for you two to go through. I'll follow him where he leads. Okay. So Where the three of you, you, three of you, go outside. Inside, the um, the guy at the very top looks down, and he says, "Reverend, have you made your decision?" Yes. Good. Kill him. And then the guys on the side will all converge on wood. And in a flash, the dude up top is just whoosh, in the direction of rust. Uh, so let's let's begin. Meanwhile, out front, they start walking you away. You don't really necessarily hear anything once the doors are closed. You're immediately, uh, you're kind of immediately being moved away. Uh, he's kind of just leading you and leading you. He's got this like, it looks like a clipboard. He's just kind of going through. And he says, when you get your people, get out fast. They're hungry tonight, and they didn't get their meal. Uh, and he kind of says, looks over at Maria. And she's, uh, he, section A, trailer 17. Looks over towards you, Alvin. Section B, trailer 9. Once you get them, you're on your own. The others. That's not the deal. You get your own. And he starts walking back. Okay. Okay. So is, let's let's wait, all what, do this at once. What, let's all do what did he read that off of? Like was he He's got a clipboard. He just, he's basically he's got, got a clipboard. Yeah. He just the way got I got like clipboard s- out. Sneak peek it sort of deal. Jab him in the throat. <laughs> uh, sneak peek it. I don't think he would have allowed you to get close enough to do like just mm. a simple peek. But if you can try, you can try to muscle it off of him. That's fine. Like I have no problem with that at all. Just sort of like a fumble, maybe like trip up, and then he drops it or some sort of. Okay, so let's let's do let's, let's do this as part of initiative. So we'll start with we'll start with Alvin, who's sort of like declaring his actions. Let's just just make sure we're doing this right, as this is the final. Well, the final like battle here. Let's make sure we're doing this correct. So remember, initiative turns. We kind of effectively declare. There's no real initiative, and in what you're doing, sort of like what you declare your intent is, is kind of what's going to go first. So melee combatants that are already engaged are going to go first, and then it's kind of you know after that it's like ranged, etc. So Alvin, I would consider this melee. So you're trying to essentially create, um, sort of like accidentally stumble into him. And kind of see if you can like knock it to the ground and get a look at it or something like that. Maria, you don't necessarily know that's what he's doing, but what would you be doing, Maria? Uh, because I, I didn't know that he was going to do that. Maria was just waiting um, because she was thinking that like we would go together to get Seely first. Okay, so you're not going to do anything. I just want to make sure you're not going to do anything in particular. No, because I'm not going to meta because I didn't know he was going to do that. Okay, fair enough. Thank you. Okay. Inside, we're going to do this all at once. So inside, Reverend, you see all the ghouls are just in an instant. It does like he isn't even finished with the order. They're just charging at you. So there were five. One of them left with Alvin and Maria. So there's four left and they're all going at the Reverend. 
the guy at the top is just, you know, you know, using that sort of rush ability is, is sort of chasing down towards Quixote. So that's kind of what's happening. What are you guys doing inside? I repel the unnatural. Of course. Uh, and then Rev, uh, Reverend Wood, what are you going to, what are you, you going to do here? I'm pulling my sword out of the cane and uh, slicing at the first one that comes at me. Okay. Are the Reverend and I standing next to one another? Uh, you're probably within a couple feet enough okay. that you would probably get your, your dome. Yeah, Cause it's a two say. meter, two meter. Yeah. I think you're me. close enough. Yeah. That's definitely close enough. Uh, so it's a range thing, right? Kyote? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I guess a range thing. It's resolve and occult. But. Okay. All right. Why don't we do, um, and so you're going to, so Reverend, you're going to, are you going to like just defend yourself? You're going to stab anyone that comes at you. Is that what you're basically doing? You said the big guy was coming towards us too, right? Yeah, but he's, you could or tell just he's going after Rust. We'll say you guys are on, you know, you're within five, six feet of each other, but you can tell just from the way he's going, that he's going towards Rust. If the ghouls are getting through, I want to go at, attack whoever comes at me. Otherwise, like, I would go towards the big guy. I don't know. Okay. Uh, all right. So, Lynn... Let's let's start with Coyote then. I think is going to make okay. more sense because that'll that'll determine how a lot of this is going to play out. Uh, so so good. Oh, it's just I still resolve plus occult plus I did take the creature specialization vampire after I killed that vampire. So that's seven dice, and you said we've got six danger dice now, uh, or six desperation dice. No, there's there's four desperation, four? but it'd be up to five. I would put it at five at this point. Five okay. is the max. I'm going to go ahead and roll them because, hey, end game. Absolutely. How sure. many dice do you have? It's a ridiculous amount. And I will tell you that the difficulty to repel ten, him, ten. the vampire, naturally will be ten. greater than these. I got these, two you know, crits. Okay. So that's eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13 to okay. repel. No one's on the uh, desperation dice. You are, I mean, you immediately. Like, what does it look like again? Because I know you got the tattoos and everything. So, yeah, the the Anakian script on his arms really glows violent, violently now, but it's it's an angry red instead of the clean kind of yellow that it used to be. And then on the palms of his hands, and you just, it's, it's all like a heat shimmer coming off of his hands, just pushing out. Reverend, you see this, and as you get your sword ready, you see all of the good creatures that are charging in at you, all five of these vampire in these ghoulish attendants are effectively stopped. Like they just lurch and kind of stumble back. Uh, so I will give you like, is there something you want to do with that in case they're not right next to you? You couldn't necessarily do a melee attack against them because they have been essentially pushed back because you're right next to Russ. So what would you want to do then in that case, Russ? Or Woods? I would like to use that space to move towards the big vamp and uh, stab him with the sword just like I did as kid. Okay. If you move uh, up so, into the range to attack yeah. him, he will attack you back. Just so you know, it is contested. So like, just... We right now, he's gotta, not on you guys. So it's up to you. What'd you say, it, Rust? I said, I like it. It's ballsy. Go out in a blaze of glory. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We, we got to do damage at some point, right? <laughs> and I, I'm a DPS here, of course. You know, Rust isn't our main guy. I am. No, no. no. Yeah, the uh, despite what Jeff's been saying this whole session, of course. 
<laughs> so behind I, the scenes little competition here between like I can hold my own. <laughs> okay. All right. So the Reverend uh twists off the sheath of his cane sword, throws away the blunt side, uh swings the blade and just rushes towards the big guy. It is better for us to die in battle than to see the misfortune of our nation and of the sanctuary. Maccabees 3, verse 59. Difficulty 7. <laughs> ah, that's nothing. I, I do CrossFit. Have I mentioned <laughs> Science, that? I think I'm, I'm allowed to go. <laughs> uh, and I would like to use our dice also. Uh, the despair dice is two, right? Uh, so you, it has to be connected to your creed. No, yes, my creed uh, is to my creed. Yeah, you're fine, Russ. What's your, what's yours? What? I am the faithful. So I I feel like I'm defending the faith here. That my creed is faithful. Uh, defending so f- the faith by defending faithful. I'm faithful to Sarah. I'm faithful to the church. These are a blight on the church. They no. We do have okay. four it's fine. audience it's fine. dice. No, I'll use some audience it's dice. dice. It's all good. It's all good. You can take it. It's fine. <laughs> You sure? I, just don't. It, just it don't doesn't work ones. that way. I'm fine not doing it. Just no, don't no, roll no, ones ahead. on those dice. Uh, all right, so I get yeah, seven. That base. is the downside: is desperation dice. If you roll one, bad things happen. Right, right, right. I'm doing metal ones with them, so I remember. Oh, I need one more. Yeah. All right. Uh, I did roll one on a desperation die. <laughs> oh man, it's the first time this has happened. Oh my goodness. Okay. Uh, this is my second time using desperation dice too. Um, I did get a crit though, and then uh, that is a nine. Sorry, uh, that is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, uh, eight successes. What did I need? You need seven. seven. So you did one seven. point okay. of superficial damage. However, you did roll a one. So you can you have to make a choice here. Uh, you can either increase the danger, uh, which uh, which like if you which is overreach. So actually, that's that's you know that's one of the options. The other options is the te- is you do the despair test fails automatically regardless of the roll, uh, and you can't use drive or desperation dice until you've redeemed yourself because uh, it was successful. So you can choose. Uh, okay, so this is unfair to everyone, but I'm going to increase danger. So this the is the way to works. go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and was there any bonus Ariel. damage on your weapon? Uh, I think it was uh, three damage for my sword. I don't remember. I got it here. Uh, no bonus damage. Uh, okay, so it's one. The, point- the stat was like one point higher than a knife, which I think was two. Is that what you mean by bonus damage? Base, yeah, it's base damage. Yeah, ba- base two. damage, basically. What's the base damage on it? I'm sorry, I don't actually have it written down because uh All right, we'll just I, like I think we said it was two, two because it was higher than yeah. a knife, which is one. Okay. Say plus two. So you're gonna do a total of three superficial damage. Okay. So then uh then you've made yourself vulnerable uh by stepping out and away in meeting. So the ghouls are gonna get to you uh and they will continue uh the you've you've managed to to hold off the the vampire. However, you've stepped away from Rust. You've you've stepped in, in range of this thing, which means the others can, especially since you know Rust's ability is is known at this point, are going to get on you now. Um, 
Okay. So you can, this is, these are all contested. This is a close, this is all in close, everyone's in kind of close proximity to one another. Uh, so just double checking their stats really fast here. All right. So then Reverend. I have stabbed uh, two different vampires. I think that's impressive. I <laughs> truly think it is easy to do. I feel like I'm a threat I have now here, played two vampires against you guys, and I feel like I can't do anything with them. Uh, so I don't know, unless I'm just playing them wrong. Uh, Gould and Habit. Hey, don't worry, so the, you're, you're about ready to get to do something with him in a minute, probably. So the so the ghouls. Okay, so if you're gonna defend, so each so each time you roll, you're gonna you're gonna lose a die uh, on your defense against this uh, Reverend Wood. Okay. So the Got first, the first one is going to come at you. The difficulty is going to be, uh, it's going to be five. Uh, so go ahead and roll. You can, you're trying to, you, you can use your melee with your, with your sword. That's fine. Would that be dex or strength? Uh, I think it's strength. Uh, I think that's what melee is. Is it's, uh, it's strength. I didn't know if it was different because I'm like parrying. No, I think it's just all under strength. Yeah, strength plus melee for weapons. All right. Uh, do I still get my uh, can, specialty sword to, for my skill? Pref- uh, yeah, that's fine. Do I still get a specialty? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's the other seven is, dice then. If you don't want to do fighting back like that, you can always dodge as well. But it means you can't do damage if you win the contest. No, I'd rather parry. Okay. All right. Ah, uh, shit. Um, three six. Oh no, four successes. What did I need? Four su- you needed five. Okay, I miss. Okay, you want to willpower it up to try to get another? Uh, yeah, you're right. I should. That's my last willpower, though. Okay. Something happens when you max out your willpower. Uh, I did get uh, one more success, so I'm at five, and I'm now okay. impaired, yes. You do manage to, to kind of fend off the first of these, uh, but you, in doing so, become impaired. Uh, impaired. Uh, trying to remember. It was two it dice from all relevant dice pools, so okay. any mental dice pools will be a minus two. So anything okay. that involves willpower. Okay. All right. Uh, next one will come Thank in. You, Difficulty on this one uh, will also be five. Uh, and again, you're down yeah, one less one die. dice. Yep. Yeah. And you didn't, unfortunately. Uh, how many audience dice do we have? We have four. Also knows. Okay. I'll take one. To put me back up to seven. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. Uh, that's only three. And I got no more willpower to spend. Okay. Uh, so no more willpower to spend. Uh, difficulty is five. You rolled a three. So that's two, three. two damage. Uh, as they are going to effectively just sort of kind of kind of tackle you they're yeah. like you know it's, it's really just sort of they're they're being like putting their grubby palms on you they don't have any uh doesn't look like they actually have any weapons they're just sort of beating you and trying to hold you uh, that's aggravated the, right uh no this one's i would actually call okay. this a superficial yeah uh so then the next one will come up uh, uh this time's difficulty of four actually uh but you also have minus two die a dice all right i won't take audience dice this time I rolled two crits. I rolled okay. four tens and a one. Four tens and a one. <laughs> oh my goodness. I got to take a picture. I'm proud of this. That's exactly what you would need. Good job, um, Dice. Good job. 
And I'll say, because it's a crit, I'll say you, he comes in at you and maybe you kick, like as, as one of them's wrapping their arms around you and like you can, they're sort of yanking on and they're pulling your arm kind of out of its socket almost. You manage to get a, a leg up and kick the other one. And it kind of, I'll say one of them goes, because it's a crit, will stumble to the ground. No damage, but we'll say falls prone or something like that. And then the last one, uh, difficulty of five. All right. Uh, I will take another audience die here because I'm down to four dice. Okay. Down to two. Only three successes. Okay. Uh, two more points of superficial damage is now there's two of them that are basically uh, hugging over top of you. You've managed to fend two of them off, but all, all of the creatures now are surrounding you uh, as you are have stepped away from the protection of rust. Precisely my plan. <laughs> this, this, and then has, he pulls the tactical nuke out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got him where I want him. If only Linda was here with her grenades. Oh, it's a shame. Uh, just trying to kill some bugs, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back outside. You guys are, you know, 20, 30 feet away as you've been walking. Um, Alvin, go ahead and roll whatever it is you would want to roll. If you're trying to do this accidentally, uh, you're not really trying to necessarily harm him, but you're just kind of accidentally bump into him. Uh, you can just roll like an athletics or something like that. It's fine. Yeah, sure. that's fine with me. Uh, we'll say difficulty three is fine. I rolled exactly three of my okay. seven dice. You you accidentally stumble into him, and he's like, "What the fuck, man!" And uh, you both, uh, pardon me, you both go stumbling to the ground. You hear the clacking of the clipboard. I'll help him up uh, and sort of just hand. The clipboard to him as well while well, i get okay. a peek at it uh roll an awareness wits um because there are a lot of things on here uh okay difficulty is only two uh but the better you do the more people you might be able to notice okay i have five here uh only two success but i'll spend the willpower to roll reroll three That'll give me all five. Okay. So you're basically just looking for Sarah, right? Uh, and Ed, I believe, was Linda's. Okay. That, and that would get you Ed as well. So uh, so with the extra successes on top of that, you do notice the name uh, for Sarah Wood uh, very clearly. She is also in Section B. Uh, she is in Trailer 14. Uh, and then... When you're looking at Ed, I think it's Ed Johnson. Yeah, Ed Johnson you see as well. Uh, he's in Trailer A. Or excuse me, he's in Section A trailer, uh, trailer two. So they're both in Section A and B, uh, which are uh, basically on the west side of the uh, of the complex. But you help him up. Um, since you're not hitting him, he's just kind of kind of shoving you, but he doesn't like you. Like get the fuck off me, man! Give me that. He kind of snatches out of your hand, and then he kind of looks at you very clearly, and he says, "Go get your people, and we'll see if you get out of here alive." See ya. And he starts to turn around and like walk back towards the clubhouse. Uh, okay. So let's go ahead and uh, next round. Alvin and Maria, since we're here with you, are you guys just walking away? Yeah, we're going to leave. Head to those trailers. Okay. You're going to start jogging towards one of them? Yeah, whichever one Celie's in, I'm assuming. B. Okay. So you guys head in that direction. Uh, and then uh, we go back inside. Reverend has two guys like draped over top of him. One guy has been kicked down to the ground. Uh, 
then the fourth guy uh, who was kind of like brawling and kind of got stabbed, cut on the arm a little bit. Um, and then the vampire himself uh, is also on top of him. Uh, so all of them are in melee range of the Reverend. Kyoto, you're a few feet away, just outside of your range. Uh, what do you guys want to do? Kyoto is going to move up and focus all of his hatred and rage into his fist. He, he knows he's going to die here, but he wants to hurt this vampire. He wants okay. the vampire to remember him. He comes okay. up, he's screaming. He's like, you're going to see her face soon, Leech. Uh, difficulty seven. <laughs> now, our danger die did go up by, our desperation die did go up by one because of that. Yeah, one, there's right? a max so we're at of five, five now. There's a okay, max we're at of five. five. Your danger also went up, <laughs> too. Which, so we're, yeah, which of scales, course. Which I've been scaling some of the difficulty with danger for certain roles. So strength, uh, strength of three, brawling of three, and I got two bonus die for him being a vampire, and I will roll the five desperation die. Seven, eight, ten, ten, nine, nine, six, seven. And I'll spend a willpower point to re-roll three of the dice that didn't go. No ones. Uh, and I got a seven on that one. The other two didn't go. So four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Okay. Points well, twelve to hit. Vampires are the weakest creatures. I don't. I don't get it. Like I just. I don't. I literally. I don't know why they have a sword. How? Why is this? How can they resist? I don't understand. I don't know Uh, why they don't. It's superficial. Mm, I don't know. Maybe this won't. There won't be a season two. Uh, That's five. But thirteen. Now I've got twelve. Thirteen or twelve. 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 Okay, so that's five. So that's super. So it's going to go into superficial. Okay. All right, got it. But that drops okay. my power, so I have to immediately attempt to uh, regain the the warding effect. Is that seven as well? Difficulty? Uh, let me see. Uh, yes, it is. Yeah. Rolling a lot of nines tonight. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. All right, I will. Uh, I'll spend another point of willpower and roll three more die. Okay, seven. I got exactly seven. So the the ward stays up. Okay, but I'm starting to hurt for willpower. But you're right on top of them now. Yeah. Uh, so what happens when the ward comes up? Because they were already within that range. So what exactly happens in that case? I don't know. Either I, I guess either they get pushed back. I think they just can't engage with me. I don't know that they would necessarily get moved back away from me. I just think they can't strike out at me. All right, Reverend, what are you up to? All right, so I got these two on me. Does that mean that I can't uh, attack the the main vampire? Like, are they holding me back? The difficulty will be increased if you try, Uh, but they're they're literally draped over top of you. Like their whole their whole goal was essentially just to get on top of you. I want to cut the head off the stake, though. Uh, so even with the increased difficulty, I'm going to try it. Okay. Uh, I'm just yelling out, the Lord is my strength and my shield, Psalm 28, verse 7, and I'm slicing with the sword again. Um, Maria, I will take another audience die if we have one left. Uh, 
we are down to, down to coming down one. All right. Uh, so that's eight total for me. Yeah, that's enough. You know, how, how many do I need? No, I'm sorry, nine total because I get my specialty for my sword. Thanks for that sub. Thanks, Eddie. Uh, shit. That's three successes. Uh, and I, don't, I can't spend any more willpower to reroll. Okay. Uh, three successes. Difficulty was seven. Uh, actually, difficulty would have gone higher, but I, I, I mean, unless I'm allowed to go above what's on the chart, uh, I'm at seven difficulty, which means as you lunge at it, you miss. And they take advantage of it. And they, let's see, what can I do? I think I can only bite you if I'm grappling. But I can still just hurt you. Uh, so is this the heroic end of the Reverend Dr. Solomon Wood? I'm buying you time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I can't really, so bite is specifically against a grappled opponent. Uh, so we'll just say, as you lunge at him, you miss completely. And we'll say that like they manage to kind of grab your arm and you just hear this sickening crunch as the strength of the vampire just almost, you, you feel a bone just pop. Uh, but, uh, but you, you still somehow manage to keep your, your, your grip on the sword. Your arm goes numb, uh, but you can take uh, four points of, we'll call it superficial damage since it's not a bite. So we'll say four points of superficial damage. Uh, okay. Um, and then... That bumps me into two aggravated. Okay. Uh, and then the ghouls will go next. Um, okay. So they can't move closer to me, but like if they had guns, they could shoot me. I mean, they just can't engage in melee. So they're not, they're specifically not allowed to engage you in melee? Yeah. Okay. Even though you're in melee with them? Yeah, they can't, they can't engage me in melee. Um, hold on, I'll, I'll, I'll pull it up. While being repelled, the creature cannot move closer to the hunter or engage them in brawl or melee, but they can still defend themselves if attacked and are free to use other powers. So they could use a okay. range attack or anything like that. Okay. Uh, well, they're, I think, going to still try to take out the guy that's annoying them here. Uh, so let's The go main threat, <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah, the main threat. As injured uh, as Rust is, they pick up a chair and hurl it at you. For that first, last bit of damage. First one, I got a crit on this one. So, Reverend God Wood. Damn you, Jeff. Defend me? Are you- <laughs> no. Curse your dice. No, Are you watching no. the same game I am? <laughs> uh, okay, so the first one is going to be a difficulty of seven. All right. Uh, so, I get all of my defense dice here. Uh, I'm not going to waste an audience die because there's no chance. So, it's just seven dice for me. Um, which one's going to be unlucky? That's the unlucky one. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven exactly, because I got a crit. Okay. You manage, yeah, yeah, this is on me here. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Literally maxing everything, and you guys are like, it's it's, it's 5v2. This is, this is I've trained my dice well for playing. That's all I'm saying. 
Okay. I just want to uh, point next... out that Rust was specifically made to fight the supernatural. He did get his ass handed to him by four the Reverend, guards. The yeah. Reverend, however, <laughs> I get what you're saying. Doing his thing but here. you're a hunter, and I do feel yeah. like you're a hunter, and like like you read the no, book, no, you're right. and they're supposed to be so threatening. And I, yeah, I think like the, both I think the vampires are a little underpowered. They are crazy. Yeah. Weak. I did make the yeah. Reverend like a decent fighter. Like he's Batman. Oh, I'm not worried you about know. you. I I can kick your ass. Four uh, <laughs> difficulty <laughs> difficulty four in this second one. All right, and that's one less die. Yeah. So we'll take the one that roll the one. You're out. Ah, uh, shit. That's just one success. Okay. Uh, so you're going to, to difficulty was four. So you take three more points of superficial damage. Uh, as he just that continues bumps me to, up like, to five aggravated, I've got one left. One oh. of the guys who you knock to the ground will stumble back up, but the other one will continue to attack. Uh, this one will be five points or five difficulty, excuse me. On the Reverend Wood, uh, two successes and three more points, man, as you are just being that maxes me out. They're just pulling you down, pulling you down. And as they do, your head just smashes against the steps of the stairs. And you go out. Limp. You hear the sounds of your, your fencing sword, your short cane, just scatter across uh, across the actual floor. Uh, we'll cut outside for, for a moment. So we see Maria and Alvin. Um, Maria and Alvin, you can see that you are being shadowed. Uh, as you move around, you hear the sounds of the crunch, crunch, crunch of the foots, footsteps and such. Uh, but you said you were going towards who's first? So short section B towards Celia and Sarah, I believe. Okay. You uh, you get over and you you find that, we'll say because we're in this dramatic time, you bust open the door to the trailer for, for Celia and you see on like this, this little couch, not a very pretty couch, but it's a couch. You can see Seely suddenly pop open, you know, pop up off the off the couch, uh, like in shock at the the sound of this. You see all these like toys and stuff that are scattered around, uh, and she kind of her eyes are kind of adjusting, and then she sees you. She gets up and she just runs at you at this point. Seely, I'll give you a hug. Are you hurt? Do they do anything to you? Uh, she she kind of hugs you. She kind of grabs onto your legs, squeezes, and and she says, "Where's mommy? I want mommy." let's go i'll take you to her we'll go home um so you start going back outside and you can see that now in front of you uh like as you climb down the steps into the trailer there are about 20 of these citizens of sunset west that are kind of all there almost feral like a few of them are like are almost on like like kind of their knees are sort of squatting at this point and like some of them are kind of like dragging their fingernails against the, the asphalt of the ground. Uh, they're not getting too close to you just yet, but like they're kind of watching and watching. Uh, okay. Um, inside, Reverend Wood is down. Uh, Rust, you hear the door uh, to the clubhouse open. And standing in the doorway is the other guy who had, uh, who had escorted both Maria and Alvin out. And he says, what the fuck? Uh, and so now there are, there's the vampire. Uh, there are uh, four of these guys who have just tackled Reverend, the Reverend Wood to the ground and sort of jammed his head uh, into, the, into the steps. Uh, and then there are all these others around. Okay. 
what would you like to do? He's, he's going to try to tee off against the vampire again. Um, expecting that this is his last, his last act alive. He's going to, he's going to try to hit him. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think just, it, I mean, max the difficulty at seven. Um, I, I like it. Yeah. Uh, eight, six, seven, seven. Okay, that was it. So, oh, oh, and I got, I did get a one on the uh, die. I'm gonna spend a point of willpower to re-roll three dice. Five, five, one, two, three, four, five, six. I got seven successes. So I, I got seven exactly. Uh, but I did get one on a desperation dice. So I guess okay. the danger is going to go up by one. Uh, danger is now maxed out. Uh, so we can't go any higher. Uh, okay. And since it's, since you succeeded, do you have any bonus? Is there any like bonus damage on this thing on top of that? You have like, like the way a weapon has. No, it's just, it's, it's zero. So it, it was just whatever. So it's additional differential. Damage. So, yeah, so yeah, nothing. you still managed to kind of keep him at bay, but he doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't you don't see anything any sort of damage. Oh, actually, I, and I've got a roll actually to keep that for the ward not to go down at since I struck out at him. Yeah, the ward's still up. Okay. Uh all right. So then we've got four guys in melee, uh, or five guys if you count the vampire in melee. Um Vampire already basically defended himself, so he's gone. Uh, then you have the others uh, who, at this point, they know they can't get to you uh, as they've tried. You could see them sort of struggling, um, especially the one who's like, there's one from the door who's just going to start running in unaware of what's transpired, but it's just going to charge in. Um, and I know these guys do have guns. So let me see if I remember what gun I gave them. It's just a handgun. Um, just checking. I think it was medium. Yeah. Mediums plus three. Yeah. Nine millimeters. So it's a medium. Okay. So I'll say, um, they're going to do like, they're going to shoot kneecaps. That's fair. You can tell that they're not super into trying to kill you for reasons. Uh, so yeah, you can right next to them. Um. Hmm. So dexterity plus athletics, uh, for defense on this. Okay. Also uh, good. Uh, and they are supernatural, so I'll use my desperation yes. dice on it. Yes, these are ghouls, so they will they would trigger that. Um, nine, eight, six, nine, four successes. So probably not enough. Uh, yeah, diff- the difficulty would have been five. So that's four points of damage then. So my aggravated bar is completely full. So your leg explodes uh, as the bullet goes through it. Uh, it erupts like a like a, like a grapefruit. Uh, and you just see this expulsion of bone and tissue and blood. You fall. Um. I would imagine your uh, your magical wards will eventually fade. Maybe not instant, but they'll probably fade. 
I, I think probably they'd go down as soon as as soon as I maxed out my my health bar because okay. I mean it's it's a it's a concentration sort of thing so I can't imagine being able to. And so as the as the gunshot goes off, you're also going to see, um, you uh, like you hear the sounds suddenly as you're falling, of them kind of scrambling, the vampire saying something along the lines of, "Grab him." We'll take him downstairs. No more. No more. That's enough for him. And like you hear them kind of grabbing like the, like the squeaking of their of their 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 steps on the on the marble floor and everything. And you feel like you're you're basically out, you know, like you're you're out of the fight, you're miles away, your eyes are kind of blinking in and out. As they go to grab your wrist and start pulling you, you feel yourself kind of dragging across this this cold marble floor. And that's when you hear the sounds of as the sounds of like the mirrors and the stained glass inside begin to crack. Uh, Reverend, uh, you hear this, I'll say as well as like you kind of much like Wendell Drebin, like your head is kind of caved in a little bit right at the right at the eye. You can see that you've suffered suffered some kind of terrible bone breakage uh, sort of to the this sort of this, this area and you look up and you can watch and you watch as they're like dragging the uh, the body of rust into this like around the staircase right like there looks like they're going somewhere else with it and then you hear the sounds of the cracking and you watch in full view or maybe you're just hallucinating here near death you watch as the shattering of this mirror suddenly just drops down in the form of this large mirror glassy spider and it just drops on the floor you say anything or do anything uh i'm like half out of it rust rust is all i'd be able to say i think okay um so then we'll go back outside for a moment uh and We've got Alvin. We've got Maria. You are running around. Is that correct? I would imagine. Yeah. 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 I got her in a P front position. Okay. Uh, so we'll say, how about this? We don't have to necessarily play out the finding of every single one. Uh, but I'll, I'll tell you this. You, to speed this up, you kind of run around. You're constantly being followed. You can tell each time. This the crowd's kind of getting closer and closer and closer, and a few times they kind of come up and are taking like little pot shots at you. Like they they really seem like deranged and feral, and like when you look at their faces, like even though these are older people, they their skin is very like 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 lacking of wrinkles, but at the same time you can see veins kind of popping here and there as if they're undergoing some weird kind of transformation. Um, and they kind of lunge at you like skittish like. Uh, and anytime you kind of get close, you smash at them. It's going to shoo them away. Uh, but we'll say that you managed to collect Seely. You managed to collect uh, your your sister Evie, who when you find Maria, you notice that she is bound, actually. You step into the room. You can see that it's an empty trailer. She's on the ground. She's got a hood over her head, and she's got zip ties on her wrists and on her legs as you step as you step inside and find her. Um, do you say anything or do anything when you find her? Uh, Maria is going to immediately take the, um, covering over her face. Evie, 
Evie. I got you. Evie? And she kind of comes to, and you can see that she's got, looks like someone's kind of went to town uh, on her as well. And she's like, Maria, what the fuck? What the fuck have you gotten me into? I, I, I'm, 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 I'm so sorry. We we, we gotta, we we gotta, we gotta hurry. We gotta hurry. And so she's, um, Mm -hmm. like ripping and cutting open the, uh, the zip ties. So you start dragging her along. You find Ed Johnson, who is, who is in a similar state when you find, and then eventually in his, you do your introductions, et cetera. And eventually as you make your way to, um, to Sarah's trailer, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you watch as like a group of these things suddenly screech. Like, like there's a now 30 or 40 of them around you. This, like they're kind of following you around here and they're making like for whatever reason. And all of a sudden, like in unison, all of them, their heads just whip back and you just hear like this terrible screech echoing across all of them. Both of you go ahead and roll a composure slash uh we'll just do another maybe a stamina is it's it's like a deafening screech rolling five here six got three uh difficulty of four stick one point of superficial willpower alvin uh, uh maria also i um i've got willpower that i can well, so I'm going to take superficial either way. So you take, take what would you roll? I don't know what you roll. Three. Uh, you would take one. So it, it yeah. doesn't make any sense yeah. to spend. Yeah. Got it. Okay. But as they, as they're kind of screeching and howling, you see all of a sudden they just burst and run off away from you. And they're all like kind of low, some of them like roll, running literally like they're, like they're wolves, you know, uh, and others are running, you know, and are moving at this great speed. Others are just running like normal people. Uh, but this this whole movement is kind of heading off in that direction. Uh, so eventually uh, you you make it to Sarah's, you open the door and you can see Sarah is sitting, no hood over her head, no binds on. She's sitting on that floral couch that you saw. She's got she's got a Bible sitting in her in her lap. She's kind of flipping through it and she looks up and she sees the two of your faces and she says, what did my husband do? He didn't come with us. She kind of like puts her head down, see her kind of close her eyes, and she very, very carefully and gently closes the book. And then she stands up, straightens her skirts. You can see that there's eye, like water in her, in her eyes, like tears. He was, he was heroic for a troubled one. She shakes her head. There's no time for those words now. We'll memorialize him later. We need to go. Quickly. It's been waiting outside. So you, you go outside. And at this point, the entire, the entire place is empty. Like you don't see anyone anymore. The lights are still dark because they never put them back on. It's still just that big beacon. But you don't see any of these creatures are following you anymore. And you hear, you continue to hear the sounds of that strange screeching. Um, 
you guys just make you guys there's a free ride right right towards the front of the gates you can see the bends on the other side just Thank run us an opening yeah we'll just go you run you kind of you slam the the gate you know the the, the to, to, to let it slowly open you run out you stumble into the bends ben looks back and like what about what about and then you know sarah just shushes him shush go and off you guys drive we still hear the sounds like as like you, as you're driving away, you still hear the sounds of that kind of horrible, horrible screeching. Maria sort of looking like sitting in the back of the SUV, kind of looking behind. Okay. So you see at some point the lights flicker around the clubhouse. Uh, not entirely sure what that's about, but they flicker, but eventually you no longer, you know, you drive so far away, you can't see any further and all of you drive off. Uh, without many real, real issues. Um, so I'm not sure exactly the best order of doing this. So Alvin and Maria, um, what would you be doing? Um, would you say after, which would you eventually go back and check or something like that? Like over the next coming days and things, would you go back and check or anything? Did you do anything? Is there anything in particular? Assume that you don't get any communication from Reverend Wood, Rust, anything like that. I would say that Maria, I mean, Maria's got a drone. So Maria would definitely um, kind of scope out the area and do some passes uh, with the drone to see what she can see. Okay. So we'll say... um, I mean, we're going to do it slightly out of order. So we say you've got your drone maybe the next day circling overhead. And the very next day, strangest thing. It's just flying over top. There's, which you can, when you, when you, when you get there, there's tons and tons of vehicles. Like you can see locker room control vehicles left and right, left and right, everywhere. Right. But you also notice that there are bodies like on the ground everywhere. Dozens and dozens and dozens of them, like all just scattered about kind of that, that like as if they're circling around that kind of parking, the parking lot of this, this clubhouse. Um, and you can see like there's so, there's all sorts of these like official, like paramilitary people kind of moving around. You can see they got big guns on. There's like all this, this sort of cordoning off and not letting any vehicles in like, People are kind of getting flagged away, et cetera, et cetera. So you can never get like too close. Once you get a little close at one point, your drone kind of gets shot at, but you just see it everywhere. Uh, Alvin, is there anything you're doing over the next couple of days? I won't really like go to the back to the park to catch up or like get any information. But I'll just like if Maria passes on anything. Okay. So some time passes. You never you, you never hear from Reverend Wood. Never hear from Rust. They never and like you presume what happened happened. You got people out. Maybe even Sarah starts, you know, putting together memorial services for both. Um let's flash back for a second. As we go suddenly cut back inside the clubhouse. And we are looking through the eyes of Reverend Wood. His eyes are kind of blinking. Blood kind of 
getting in his eyes. The one good eye is still kind of working. The other eye is kind of crushed. You watch as this, this glassy spider demon just starts leaping left and right and just ripping these ones to shreds. Just see it. Coyote, you're barely in consciousness, right? Your mind's like wafting on that line between death and life. And you see this too. And the both of you, like in, in, in Rust, you were like getting dragged and dragged. You were kind of getting like a couple steps down this staircase, this cold concrete staircase. When you hear like, like the sounds of gunfire, of screaming, of like blood curdling pain, like familiar sounds to you. And you hear that crunching and that cracking. Are either of you two doing anything in this moment? You hear Rust start to laugh, just a really low, low laugh. And his head lulls. And he's like, you are right, Granny. I was just the dream of a dead boy. Welcome home. Reverend, maybe you hear the vague sound of rust. Maybe some of that you catch, maybe all of it. It's up to you. Do you do anything? (sighs) I look down. I see just blood. My eyes caked shut. I see the demon and my vision kind of fades in and I just kind of fall back. The only words that come to my mouth. I'm trying to find words but it feels like all the moisture has just left my body. My my mouth is dried up like a broken pot. My tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. I lay in the dust of death. Psalms 22. I just fall backwards. We watch like for a moment as he, he's laying there around him. The bodies of these ghouls have been just ripped to shreds. We see like tucked underneath the, the staircase. We see the leg with a beautiful silky blue gray suit, just kind of like shaking as if something's working and then crawling out from around it is this glassy demon and it just slowly crawl, like hearing like the last words of Reverend Wood slowly kind of crawls up on top it looks down at him to the left head to the right everything's reflective so we're seeing like a hundred different woods and all these broken shards of of of, of glass and mirror and then it kind of rears back we cut for a second to black and we just hear this terrible thud then like as like the camera's black, we just hear the sounds of like something walking on crunchy glass or mirror and the camera comes up and we see like a door swing open. It's the door to the clubhouse. And there we see Kyoti rust upright, bits of glass kind of protruding from his skin all over. Eyes just miles away. Like the wound of his leg has been kind of replaced, and you see the whole, the whole part of his leg from his knee downward is just this kind of glassy substitute, and he's just 
just like walking down and like just like like the like a sea parting like all of these like strange confused feral creatures just like watch as he just disappears alvin maria i'm going to give you if there's anything you would say as we're hitting like the the tail end here before i close it down what would you say anything you always would do i have a couple ideas but i'll throw it to you first Yeah, I sort of go back to the keys of Riffin's Woods, Lexus, back of the trunk, 50 G's, pass half of it to Maria, take the rest of myself, drop it off, my wife, my kid, sort of, uh, I want to say like, they're in danger if I keep... Uh, on doing this, so I sort of need a split from them. And I can't really tell her. It's just troubled that way. So do we see maybe you get like a cinematic scene of your home? We see like a moving van or something, or like a truck that you borrowed, and you're like, are you like moving out or are you going with them? Like, are you like uh, staying together or are you separating from them? I'm separating from them because they're okay. clearly in danger if I'm to continue this. So maybe we see like you like kind of loading up a truck or something like that. Get your motorcycle in the back or whatever. Get Seely on the sidewalk kind of crying a bit. Like, give her a big hug and like you can see your wife in the back is kind of like with this disapproving look at you and doesn't seem too unhappy about this solution. You just start driving off. Okay. Um, Maria, what about you? Uh, I think you would find Maria, um, where she had buried Katja. Okay. And so you would just see her, you know, just kind of kneeling. Um, is it the same and- place you buried Rena? Are they, are there two graves or just one? I can't remember if you, I can't remember, did you do it separate or together? Separate, I believe. Um, and just going to be, um, you know, sort of that classic kind of just telling her what's happened and just kind of discussing events and, um, just kind of that somber. Okay. We'll say like a little montage starts to happen. A couple of things we see pop up one after the other, just kind of rapid fires. See Alvin kind of maybe parked by his dojo, reflection in the windshield as like fists of harmony, the, the letterings getting removed. So it looks like the strip mall has been sold. We see all the signage of the different companies that have purchased it. Coming soon, Valley Medcore location. It's popping up. We see this <laughs> we see this little TDG sign, totally not seen, just kind of hidden. All these other bigger signs and symbols are showing up. Maybe we see Alvin and Linda driving east. We see the Superstition Springs Mountains. We see a road sign that says Apache Junction up ahead. We see a dust storm coming over top. Maybe we're going wolf hunting. Maria, you're, I mean, I would say maybe you you go back at some point and check out the, the White Hall. Just start digging into mm-hmm. that. Get your, get mm-hmm. your uncle and aunt out of that place. 
at some point we see like maybe a, like your wall, your investigation wall, we see all the different like, uh, like suspects, what's going on like this, you get the name Annabelle Rosa kind of pops up some kind of ghost story that seems to be popping up. But all of like your, your plotting and your thinking is suddenly interrupted by a knock on the door. This like really loud rap. You, you go and you answer it. You're greeted by like police badges and a voice that says, uh, Ms. Baum, uh, we'd like to ask you a few questions about Katya Bosco. And then we fade from that. We, uh, we'll say we pick up maybe at a diner. Um, camera is kind of hovering near the bottom, like a linoleum floor. It's kind of glistening. About half the tables and booths are filled. Uh, during what seems like some kind of breakfast rush, the sounds of laughter, conversation can be heard all sorts of places, pots and pans, sizzling of bacon and eggs. Then suddenly there's a little ding as the bell, the door and rings, camera looks back, but we're all on the floor still. And all we see as the door swings open are these like bare, dirty feet kind of shuffling and stepping inside, moving one of the, leaving a trail of like mud and grime and blood behind. We track those feet up to the counter. When the camera comes up, we get this confused look on this this server, this serving waitress. She's middle-aged woman, curly hair. She's got a you know, what looks like a coffee pot in her hand. You can see that on her on her little logo. It says Black Canyon Diner. And she's like, "Need any help, dear?" Camera turns around, and we see uh, the familiar face of Verena Cooper. Covered in dirt and grime and blood, half of her head kind of wrenched and ripped free. Her eyes kind of go wide, and we see this tiny little speck of like red and orange like pop up in the iris. And everything goes black, and we just hear the sounds of screams and crashing. And that's where we'll end season one of Your City Lies in Dust. Let's go. (laughs) Awesome. Nicely done. Beautiful. Beautiful. Talk amongst yourselves for a minute. I just lost sound. Oh, boy. Tell you what. I knew I should have stabbed Rena a little harder in the head. I mean, clearly. (laughs) Yeah, she was the one with issues here, Mr. Clasty. clearly. (laughs) You know, next time. Well, thank you you all for saving Sarah. You know, I couldn't do it myself. Of course. (laughs) Thanks for sticking around with Rust. I mean, you know. uh, Sarah was a hunter as well. Like I took points in her so she knew what was going on. So I figured she knew the risks. That's how if it was my kids, that would have been a different story. Right. Mm -hmm. That's how I was treating it. That's why I was like figuring she knows the score. She's not going to freak out here. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, okay. Oh, goodness. I, I just, I feel like there's, I feel like Rust wouldn't die. I feel like Rust like maybe like he loses like it's more like he loses himself as like mm-hmm. granny law like sort of takes over at that point but he is a beast like it is so hard <laughs> like i just look at it i'm like i can't go higher difficulty I like so like seven difficulty is um is like nearly impossible that like that's the score <laughs> the difficulty right so yeah, yeah basically what i've always he's been, a, he is a, he is he a is. supernatural fighting machine now of course once his willpower well because every time you use that you it's, you take one point of superficial willpower right. damage so i mean it's it's diminishing results but yeah sure. if he can if he if he's got two or three good rounds in him like yeah. if that second round if i'd gotten more than seven successes i know I was, you uh yeah. he was up to because of all the damage that you and reverend wood had done uh it's all superficial Thank you for but including that, me. but that's actually you did some you did you did do some yeah. It was up to four aggravated. He had four aggravated health. 
damage. Uh, he had seven total health. Uh, so he was at four aggravated. So it definitely could have gone bad. Um, they did have guns, but like, I, I mean, part of their interest, like they, like, like they were interested, like everyone's kind of interested in yeah. rust. It's weird. Was, yeah. yeah. Like, so they kind of want to pull you apart. You know, they want to dissect you, but I also feel like, you know, granny demons just too strong. There's no way. She's bad. Well, you know, Solomon Wood also has a higher power on his side. The oh, yeah. highest power, yeah. even more powerful than Granny Demon. So <laughs> that does not seem to be the case. Or <laughs> it just didn't show up today, maybe. I, I don't know. Like, ah, he's got Whoa. this. The scorekeeping from the well, I'm, I'm fairly certain. Though. No one knows the, the grand the plan, you know? Like you, you can't predict how it'll turn out. <laughs> oh, yeah. But the reverend, the reverend's you know, up high, looking down, going, oh, Rust, you, you blew it. Yeah, you let it go at the last second there. And... Yeah. Well. Oh, my gosh. God, that was so much fun. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I was like, man, this is going to be rough. Like, I think you guys are, like, I, I didn't, I, I knew I was going to win the fight. Like, I think the fight was, I wasn't too worried about it. I'm like, I don't want to lose the vampire. <laughs> you guys get focused on the vampire. I'm like, oh, not, not yet. I, I didn't even get a bite off of them. It's so crazy. It's so weird. I knew I wouldn't last long as soon as I tar- started taking hits. So I had to try I do to think, go for the vampire. I do think it was sort of interesting that you stepped up. Like, like they wouldn't have been able to do anything. Like, like well, I mean, the, the vampire has a rip ability. He can, like, rip blood from you at a distance. So he could potentially have done that. And then, uh, I mean, the other ones had guns, but like they didn't want to kill. Like, they, they, well, they didn't care about wood. They, they would have killed wood, but like they didn't want to kill rust. Like rust. Like yeah, people know about people rust. care about me, Jeff. <laughs> Death by a thousand cuts. From the yeah. Don't, um, oh man, and the reverend's ego. I don't know. I don't know you're, about that. You're killing me, Jeff. You're killing me. <laughs> literally. I literally. Uh, I mean, you kind of killed yourself. I feel like I didn't roll any attack die. I just. I, I said a difficulty. I roll a d10, and if it's a, if it's a crit, you I were add, remembered you know. as heroic. In to be honest, sacrifice. Quixote put himself down too because if he hadn't been stupid on that bus, he'd have had at least two more rounds yeah. with that vampire. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I was like, I was thinking, I was like, man, God, you're. I just feel like, oh, they would take some pop shots. I feel oh, like yeah. at a oh, certain point they sense. would take some pop shots. The here. testosterone there yeah. was uh, very high. Yeah, I, I was thinking myself with that, Jeff. Yeah. Oh, I did too. I was thinking to myself, this is what Quixote would do. But this is probably the stupidest thing <laughs> possible. But I was trying to stay as this I thought it was great. 19 year old kid with the emotional uh, strength of a 13 year old yeah. with Aaron, some serious po- no traumatic stress syndrome. <laughs> you have no idea how often that thought process happens to me. We're like, this is what he would do, but that is so stupid. <laughs> I think Rust uh, is an amazing character. And oh, I loved it. I believe that uh, even though uh, he is no longer necessarily Quixote Rust, he's something. He's out there in the he universe, and he, he could come about, back in. That's a, it was about halfway through the Chronicle when I started to feel, uh, yeah, he's he's losing this fight. He's yeah. uh, he's losing it. He's uh going to go back. Even the intro today was from Granny's perspective. No, yeah. I knew the finale. I was, was like, awesome. Yeah. I don't think Russ is going to live through this, so it's it's time to change things up a little. <laughs> so, uh so yeah, DJ Quiver, yeah. Uh yeah, we do plan. Uh we do plan uh to do more Hunter. Um I'm not sure exactly when, but uh we are in this spot. So we do we do alternate Fridays. We do different games every Friday. One week we're doing Blade Runner, the other week we're doing uh, well, we were previously doing this, uh, but Aaron's going to be running a game for us. Aaron, you want to tell us a little about that? 
Yeah, so uh, in two Fridays, we're going to come back and join us. We're going to do a little bit of character creation for some Conan, the Age Undreamed of, Modifius 2D20 uh, game. We're going we're gonna to see how this crew survives in uh, Hyperborea. Awesome. For a while. Awesome. Uh, so let's see, current schedule coming up. So tomorrow we've got Wondering scheduled. Uh, we might have to cancel, but Wondering is currently scheduled. Monday we're going to be doing a holler, so we'll be back to that. Uh, Tuesday nothing, nothing next Tuesday, uh, and then next Friday will be Blade Runner. So we're back to that as we alternate between those two things. And then Stephen, when is your Forbidden Lands game coming up? February seventh. I'm very excited. Yeah, man. Uh, Aaron will be there. Melissa will be there. I'm probably pointing the wrong direction. Jeff will be there. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, Kipser as well. Uh, mm-hmm. this will be her first game on the channel. We made characters already. Uh, so we're all set, ready to go. And we will be giving away a set of dice. That's true. So February 7th, uh, show up and win some gold, uh, almost real gold dice. Like it's really gold. The I color. have not been told that it is not real gold. <laughs> <laughs> so it very well could be. We, we need to do a test. Uh, yeah. once you ship it, once you, once you win them, do a test and tell us. <laughs> yeah, and that, and we also are going to give away another set of dice next Friday for our next Blade Runner game. Uh, so we're going to be getting another set of those. Nice. So our friends at Norse Foundry are hooking us up. So we're hooking you up. Uh, so yeah, come check out their streams. Uh, do, 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 do. We don't have uh, a Vampire the Masquerade game, uh, but yeah, I do want to do Werewolf uh, Far Realms Gaming. I do want to do Werewolf when it comes out. So uh, that is the plan. Uh, so our second season of Your City Lies in Dust, whether that's a Hunter hunter uh, Chronicle or a Werewolf Chronicle, I don't know yet. Uh, we'll see what we get to first. If Werewolf comes out soon enough and we're like at the point where we want to switch games again, uh, then we could uh, we could do we could do Werewolf or we could just wait and do Hunter again. So it's going to be one of the two. I don't know if you want to do Vampire, though. We've talked about it. We're kind of iffy on Vampire, but we definitely want to do more Hunter and Werewolf. Those those two are, are, are stepping up. Uh, DJ, I don't know if we have a I don't know if we have a release date uh, on Werewolf yet. Do we? The website the website just said coming soon. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So um, can't be soon enough. But yeah, we do have an established we we have established sort of like like our little universe here in the Southwest. We mentioned there's werewolves. We mentioned there's you know vamps. Like obviously we focus on vamps for the most part. This one, but there is a werewolf sort of contingents and around the area so uh hopefully we'll, we'll learn about them some more whether we're doing it in a hunter uh, where you're chasing them or whether we're doing it in werewolf where you're playing them uh, we'll figure that out uh, later this year probably uh but yeah i think that is all um thanks to everyone for playing uh and uh, dealing dealing with my screw-ups with rules because i i bungled some rules rules this uh i gotta i gotta read these better uh but uh but yeah that was fun i hope you guys had fun great. Hope yeah, that was fun. a blast amazing Okay. Uh big <laughs> great from Distal's place. Thank you, Pixelated Bunny. Oh, jeez. Uh so yeah, speaking of raids, let's raid our buddies over at Defenders of Cobalt. They're playing some heart. Uh, so I'm gonna go and get that started up. If you want to go ahead and follow that. Uh follow us too if you haven't already. Uh go check out our YouTube channel, uh, Adventures in Lolly Gagging. Search for it, you'll find it. Uh we have all sorts of games up there. We just started up a, a, a Call of Cthulhu Horror on the Jordan Express campaign. We got uh we've got what's it called? Blade Runner up there, we've got all of our hunters up there. And a number of other games from One Ring to uh, to Mutineer Zero to Alien to all sorts of things. So go check it out. We'll catch you all later. Thanks for hanging out. Players, thank you so much. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. See you. Good night.